93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday. It is March 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. More than 1,000 people, including a South Jersey couple, were on a cruise ship that got stranded off of Norway's western coast in bad weather over the weekend. The Viking Sky carried 1,373 passengers and crew members when it suffered engine trouble in an unpredictable area off of the Nor- Norwegian coast known for rough, frigid waters. Uh, the crew issued a mayday call Saturday afternoon. Video and photos posted on social media showed furniture being blown around the ship ship and panels from the ceiling falling onto passengers. It was scary as hell, the furniture, because obviously everyone had their phones. Mm -hmm. So when these things happen now, you have just tons of video. And it was, like, it was long. It wasn't like a... a Hours and hours. Yeah, Yeah. it was... uh, So Dr. Charles Ivory, a retired South Jersey school superintendent, was on the ship with his wife. He said that uh, he was lodged underneath a massive dining table, and he couldn't reach his wife. He said they were trapped underwater. Just as the water breached the dining room, the ship lifted in the opposite direction, and the water drained just as quickly as it entered. He said, "Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, this are and you, and you think about you know how uh, you know large those things are and yes. they, they, the way they stay afloat. But you remember the the one in off the coast of Spain all those yeah. years ago? I mean, that thing went down. Yeah, and, and these can mm-hmm. go under if uh, if if the case is right and visible right from the shore. So I, my yeah. my guess is I don't know if they did this. It seems it would have been the move would be to drop anchor because you couldn't. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you 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 have no engine power. Yeah, you, you don't want to drift yeah. off, right?" Or, Ivory and his wife were rescued by the Norwegian Coast Guard. Both are okay, but Ivory is now in a wheelchair until his leg heals after a minor injury. The rescue helicopters battled severe winds Saturday when they responded to the ship. The seawater was so strong, it bent the steel doors on the Viking Sky. 479 passengers had to be airlifted to land by helicopters, leaving 436 passengers and 458 crew members on board. No serious injuries, though, right? I mean, no serious. No serious injuries. That's I mean, great. That's been reported <clears throat> yet. So yep. You remember what was it? The- the Achilles Loro, right? Wasn't that the name of the the the, the um, ship that ran a uh, ran into the ground r- almost right off the shore, oh, and the know. captain abandoned ship? <laughs> yeah, first. he was like, "See ya." Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. One. that's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. Talking about, I thought no, that, that was in Spain. That's not that was called though. See, that, the one that you're talking What's about uh, was um, wasn't that the one that Costanza tried to fake his uh, that he had been. Um, tossed off of in an episode of Seinfeld. Um, I think you're thinking they of a different all, name. They one. all start to blend together. Yeah. If you can see yeah. what that was, yeah. Well, but that, that was that was another wild story. Um, my friend works on a cruise ship. I've told you guys <clears> this before. He's like the entertainment director on a cruise ship, and uh, he said they had a listing incident uh, where the boat just tilted. He said it was very scary, and even I mean, he's on a ship every day of his life. Sure. And he said, we were nervous, and the, wow. the, the ships are built with high tech stabilization systems yeah. now that are that really make it as comfortable as it can be. But but it's all mean, computerized, and yeah. that and he said that's exactly if that what goes happened down. On, yeah, yeah. yeah. On his uh, the, ship. the Achille was a was hijacked. Okay, that was that one, and then that was I don't know when that was. Nineteen eighty five. Eighty five. Right. Okay. There was a shooting that killed a bar back at the Del Mar Bar and Lounge in Germantown last week. A suspect has been arrested in that murder of the beloved bar employee. The suspect is identified as 25-year-old Robert Lumpkin, and is being he's being held without bond. Court documents show he's also charged with robbery, possession of a firearm, and other related offenses. Jeffrey Johnson, an employee at the Del Mar Bar and Lounge, was shot and killed Thursday morning. Police say that surveillance video helped generate tips that led to the arrest of Lumpkin. 
A Verizon worker considered a hero by a Philadelphia neighborhood for taking quick action to rescue a cat has been suspended by the company for violating safety protocol. Oh, right? Yeah, I know. Cell phone video captured the rescue that <clears throat> happened on March 16th. Neighbors on the 2500 block of East Monmouth Street in Port Richmond had been trying for about an hour to rescue Princess Mama, a cat who somehow <laughs> got stuck at the top of the utility pole. Princess Mama was rescued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Verizon worker Maurice German uh, was on the scene and used his bucket truck to rescue the animal. No one was injured, feline or human, but a Verizon spokesman said that the company uh, said that German's good deed violated safety protocol and was actually pretty dangerous due to the electrical lines in the area. The company had no choice but to suspend him. So in this case, and obviously, you know, like, it's more than likely going to go. It was already a story of the rescue. Yeah. So once you do that, it's nothing but bad PR for Verizon, no matter how well, much within, you know, the, the bounds yeah. of protocol they were, well, it can't help but be detrimental. Here's the thing. So he's suspended for three weeks without pay. Oh. Which See, I know. the right thing to That's do harsh. is you're it suspended is for three weeks with double pay. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was reading some comments from people who do the same thing and, and uh, other people who work, who work for uh, Verizon. And they said they, they never heard this particular protocol that apparently he's cited on for not they following. They said that there's electrical lines. He said they, uh, Verizon said that they put through people through, um, you know, training yeah. obviously, and this was in an area where they don't put those bucket trucks up there because of the electrical lines. Yeah. But now, Verizon said that they know that their uh, decision is not very popular to show support for animal rescue. Uh, they've made a donation to the Pennsylvania SPCA in Fishtown, an organization that helps care for and provide homes for abandoned cats and other animals. I think that's awesome, but uh, of course, maybe make that donation to him who's been suspended <laughs> for three weeks. No pay for three weeks. All right, in sports this morning. Bar sacks are yummy. Braden Holtby made 35 saves, and the Capitals beat the Flyers 3-1 yesterday afternoon in Washington to end a two-game losing streak. Holtby helped Washington kill off three of four Flyers power plays and lead the Caps to the win. The Flyers lost both of their games over the weekend, and with only six games remaining, are all but officially eliminated from the postseason. Up next is a game at home against the Toronto uh, Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday night. The Sixers, who lost to the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday night, are still in third place in the Eastern Conference. They're on the road tonight with the game in Orlando against the Magic. Tip-off is set for 7 clock. In the second round of the NCAA tournament, Duke's freshman tandem of Zion Williams and R.J. Barrett saved the top-ranked Blue Devils from an upset by UCF. Williamson scored with 14 seconds remaining and cut the UCF uh, lead to one. Then Barrett handed the, handled the rest, rebounding Williamson's missed free throw and putting it back in to give the Blue Devils the go-ahead basket to beat the number nine Knights 77-76. to The rest of the Sweet 16 included the other top three seeds, UNC, Virginia, and Gonzaga. The Wildcats, uh, Villanova, meanwhile, will not defend their title as they were eliminated on Saturday night by mm. Purdue. The NFL, uh, in NFL news, Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement from the league via an Instagram post yesterday. After nine seasons with the New England Patriots, he is putting an end to his career as a tight end and as one of the league's most colorful personalities. Since he joined the Patriots as a second-round draft choice in 2010, Gronkowski's 79 touchdown receptions led the NFL. He had 10 or more touchdown receptions in five seasons, which is the most by a tight end in NFL history. And that's what I have for you this morning. I thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back from the weekend, friends. We begin 
with all kinds of new stuff. Let's see what we have as far as the word of the week prizes. So we have oh, we have a Casey's Corner oh. Ooh. VIP experience for the MMRBQ, and it's only offered by Metro by T-Mobile, and includes a pair of reserve seats, passes to the catered VIP party. Commemorative laminates. Whoa. And a meet and greet with one of the bands. Plus, you're going to qualify for an autographed guitar from this year's bands as well. So that's, that's quite a little package there. Casey's Corner. Casey's so Corner. Are you going to have Casey's Corner at the MMRBQ? Is that like a little uh, sure. read, read Stein, stories? Say hi thing? Or? Yeah, you know, and I, so I <laughs> tend to do that every year. Like, it just kind of hang out. And like Metro always brings um, things to give away, whether yeah. it's, you know, ponchos or, you know, like. Shirts or, or whatever, so pants, um, pants <laughs> sometimes uh, galoshes, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of chops. Yeah, they're like, hey, skis for yeah. everybody. Hey, mucklocks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'll be hanging out in my corner uh, for a little bit, probably before we head over to the Blunk Inn. Okay. okay. Well, we're gonna have this uh, word of the week prize to give away. So make sure that you are around for the end of the show to get close to that. If you can't make it, we have some other things we're gonna give away this week. We've got tickets to join Casey and Nick at a suite in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That will be on May fifth. We will do that with the stupid question, and then uh, later on we got Philly's prize packs, lesson question, and so on. Um, Guest wise on the program today, we will have Kenneth. Jay Lacavara, Ph.D., professor of paleontology and geology. He's been by here before. Yes. And he is always a really cool interview. But he was he's received an extremely prestigious award. The, the company he's in now yeah. is pretty amazing. Uh, it's called the Explorers Club Medal. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that. But some very uh, well-known individuals have won that, including Neil deGrasse Tyson and Michael Collins, astronaut, you know, and... Uh, so we'll talk to him about that honor, and obviously he's just always cool to talk to about there's some, there's dinosaurs some stuff. and stuff. Yeah, man. there's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff happening in the world of science that we need to ask him about. Yep, so uh, he will be by this morning, and we are also going to be doing this. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush that's right, we're pitting our Daily Rush videos against each other, and why don't I tell you about Friday's winners, because we have the voting go through the entire day. We had five matchups on Friday. We had some upsets did on we? Friday. We did, yes. Uh, I'm going to start with this. Uh, number four seed Rizzo versus the Anchorman Love Story beat out 13 seed 50 Shades of Fred Thompson. Uh-huh. That one we kind of saw coming, and Regis gets tough beat out Don't Wake Chloe. Now, here's one of our pseudo-upsets. They were fairly evenly seated. You had uh, eight against a nine. Freddy Krueger Town Planner lost uh, against the last waterbed store. That bums me out. Very <laughs> close. 54% is what the last waterbed store got. So. I do love the Freddy Krueger one. I really, really do. But, like, come on. At water. least it went up against a solid competitor. Yes. How about this one? I thought for sure that Unbutterable was going to beat Snickers the Raccoon. Not the case. Do you know how I kind of... Unbutterable lost. I saw... Sort of felt this one coming because occasionally you'll be out at events and you'll hear Snickers. I heard right. it that very night. There you go. Uh, yeah. So it won by 58%. So, or with 58%, I should say. And then uh, the last matchup was Learn to Count with James Mason and the Chipmunks against Turn on Your Neck Light. James Mason and the Chipmunks came out victorious. Up next, our matchup this morning in the 6 o'clock hour, which you can vote for these very easily. Just go to WMMR.com and you will see the Daily Rush Madness banner. Click on that and it'll go straight to the videos and your chance to vote. Uh, we have Privileged has a new theme 
a number seven seed against number ten seed, the pudding guy. So here is a clip from Privileged has a new theme. Here we go. So and it hasn't come together yet. So is this the privilege yeah. approaching? Privilege. <laughs> privilege. Privilege. So that was the first time we used that. The theme. first time we did that. Wow. And then that is going up against. The Pudding Guy. Located in the refrigerated section and will be identifiable by their generous cheesecake factory portion sizes, according Excuse to a press... Excuse me, Clark, where's your pudding section? According to My glands are undulating with excitement over the prospect of what new flavors are held within. I don't like this guy. <laughs> the Pudding Guy. You like right. the Pudding Guy. Voting is enabled as we speak, and I'll roll out the matchups each hour this morning. There's five all together as we head into this next round. Of Daily Rush Madness. And I'll have an announcement later on. We have, what I've been told, a prize associated uh, for those who participate. Nice. Yeah, it's very good. It's brought to you by Punchline Philly. So, uh, Daily Rush Madness continues. So, these things and more taking place. Why don't we go ahead and uh, break real quick. We'll come back in a second and we'll get to the entertainment report. That stupid question and more when we return. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do today's stupid question. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race over at International Speedway. And that's on May 5th. So the question that I have for you this morning is who appeared on the most covers of Playboy magazine? Ah. Yeah, who has appeared on the covers, on the most covers of Playboy magazine? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Uh, A bunch of birthdays to go through while we are awaiting your answer. Reminder, though, if you're just jumping in, uh, I do want to hit this, that uh, we have our uh, Daily Rush Madness, and uh, you can now vote. So that's... uh we're starting that again, and this morning it's a privileged has a new theme versus the pudding guy. As we start to move along here, That's press hour. I'm trying to get indicators on where I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know. I'm enjoying the ride, enjoying yeah. the hell out of it. WMMR.com to vote for that. All right, so birthdays today on Monday, March 25th. Sarah Jessica Parker is first on my list. That's <laughs> her coming to seriously coming to breakfast. <laughs> Seriously. I would love for there to be a horse in the Kentucky Derby named Sarah, Sarah Jessica. Jessica Parker. Dude. And is, wouldn't it be so wild mean. if the horse looked like her? She's an attractive woman. She, honestly, I know she we give her a horse. long face. She's a beautiful filly. And by the way, she's a beautiful filly. She acknowledges it in the movie Ed. Well, in the movie Ed Wood, yeah. they say, "Yeah, it's my horse look like oh, a face." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's you know. What are you gonna? But do? I'm sorry. So happy birthday, singer. Sarah Jessica Parker. 
that better than any other sound yes. effect we've ever played in conjunction with her. We could just stop right there. That's yeah. It. yeah. That's oh, enough. Oh, my God. She's 54. Do you know what? She looks really good, so we can sort of weigh the back, <laughs> you know, give a little tour. Uh, that uh, movie, um, L.A. Story. Steve Martin, L.A. Story. She looks great in yeah. it. Yeah. I agree. Uh, then another one who is famous around the track, Danica Patrick. Hey! Different track. Danica Patrick. <laughs> Who's she with now? Who's she dating? Yeah, an know. athlete, right? The, yes. Uh, is it Aaron Rodgers? It, yes, you're right, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, formerly of the uh, Olivia Munn dating situation. I went through a real thing with her. Yeah, and I was really hung up on her for a little well, while. You know when the, it really hit its crescendo was the, the Go Daddy commercials. Well, yeah, 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 definitely. You saw her at the uh, Drive for Autism, right? Yeah, uh, it was like, hey, Danica, better than she, yeah. she went. <laughs> yeah. I was like, her. she may as well have been driving a car. She came walking by. She had handlers around her. She knew she was the hottest thing in NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. And this was at the uh, uh, the the Dover Raceway. What's it, What was the name of the event we do? It's the... Um, it's a Drive for Autism. Drive for Autism. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a tee up for Autism, Drive for Autism. I get them confused. Anyhow, she just came walking right by. I'm like, hey, Devin. Okay, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Big time. But she is... <laughs> 37 years old today. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia. Oh, I love Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, she played uh, the wife in the Die Hard movies. Uh, and she's, Come out to the coast. Yeah. Last last. She's 71 years old today. Holly Ann, wait, Gennaro is her last right. name, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the movie, something or the other. <laughs> she's also in a great movie called They Shoot Horses, Don't They, about the marathon dances of the uh, 20s and 30s. Yeah. Really good movie. Never seen it, heard of it. Uh, so she is 71. Then you have Paul Michael Glazer, who played Starsky on Starsky and Hutch. Oh, God. I can't think of him without thinking of Ben Stiller now. I know. I, lo- I love that, that that's a fact. He did such a great version in that uh, in that spoof of the TV show. Uh, Starsky. By the way, undercover cops in a car that loud. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and loudly painted. Yes, and, right. And everything. Remember, keep a low profile. Grand sure. Uh, 76 is uh, how old he is. Uh, Richard O'Brien actually wrote and acted and starred as Riff Raff in the stage and movie versions of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. And uh, he's been in a number of other things throughout the years as well. But that was that was his big claim to fame. But, yeah, he played Riff Raff and wrote and did the whole deal. He's 77 today. I'm sure he's made a pretty penny off of that. Uh, yeah, man. you could have lived off the original production. Easily. Uh, okay, big one in the world of music. Delton John's birthday. Whoa! Yeah. The movie's uh, coming out. Rocket Man, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, Elton John is 72 years old Here today. I have, I've seen him perform live a couple times. I think maybe I everybody well. here has, yeah. but he's, yep. uh, what a great concert. So, Preston, and I've said it many times, one of the top three concerts in my life ever, Elton John. A Steinway piano and a Yamaha electric piano and one guy playing percussion. Yeah. Did about almost four hours at the Beacon Theater in, in uh, New York. He's uh, he's phenomenal. When does that movie come out, Nick? Does it have a release date? Yeah, end of May, May 31st. Okay, so Rocket Man will be out. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. 72 today. Actress Marsha Cross, beautiful redhead, uh, was on Melrose Place and Desperate Housewives. We've said this, Kathy, I know you agree, the reveal of her... <laughs> brain scar on Melrose Place was one of those gasps that you can almost hear people in other houses. <laughs> oh my God! What? 
She had, she, we, uh, to this point, we had not known she'd been in this injury on the series. It's too much to go into, but it basically had made her a lunatic. It was just wild. Well, and then she died and came back, right? Well, she, th- yeah, she was, she, she had been in a car accident. Oh. And so um, she came back and she was wearing a wig and then she's standing in front of the kitchen, now the, uh, the, the, Bathroom mirror and pulls the wig off. off. And he's like, holy God. She's 57 today. Uh, Gloria Steinem, the uh, feminist activist, founder of Ms. Magazine, is 85. Actor Lee Pace in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays Ronan, the the main nemesis. He's a member of the Kree, and apparently he's also in Captain Marvel as well, which I have not seen yet. I'm going to get out this week and see it. When he makes an appearance, it's way late. So cool. Uh, And he celebrates his 40th birthday today. And then the last birthday I saw is Jenny Slate. Um, oh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, she's been she's voiced a lot of stuff and been in a lot of movies. Is she with uh, Chris Evans? They were together and uh, they broke up. And they got back together. I don't. I think they broke up again. I'm not sure. God. Was she in uh, Genius? The movie about the little kid, gifted or gifted? That's it. She yeah, was. she was. She plays the uh, the teacher, the love interest. I like her a lot. She's uh, thirty seven today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Who's appeared on the most covers of Playboy magazine? Two one five two six three WMMR's number. Let's go to Troy. Hey, Troy. Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. Troy, who has appeared on that cover of Playboy more than anyone else? Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Wow. Yeah. Maybe the. The biggest success story for Playboy? One of these, definitely. Yeah, way up there. Yeah, so. Troy got it right. We're going to give him a pair of tickets showing Casey and Nick in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's May 5th. You can celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. And for information and tickets, visit Dover Speedway. Dot com. Uh, at the box office this weekend, Universal's Us came out on top uh, with 70.3 mil, and that rocketed past analysts' expectations of 35 to 45 million. It pretty much doubled what they were expecting. And you know the cost of that movie. Yeah, it was low. Low. Yeah. Also broke records for an opening horror film, surpassing A Quiet Place, and is the second best opener this year behind Captain Marvel. He just keeps doing it. Uh, so second was Captain Marvel. Uh, then you had Wonder Park, Five Feet Apart, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Six was a Medea Family Funeral. Gloria Bell. Not, uh, eight was uh, No Manchas Frida. Uh, Lego Movie 2, the second part. And then the top ten is rounded out by Alita, Battle Angel. Well, I know you guys were all on board. DJ Khaled hosted the 2019 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Yes! Yeah, my it, kids watched. Did you watch? yeah. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, uh, Broadcast live from uh, USC's Galen Center in Los Angeles. As I was watching President, it occurred to me that I'm probably not the demo they're going after. I don't think you yeah. are. Uh, they, it was voted on by fans and uh, span uh, a variety of categories from movies to music and social media. Ariana Grande, currently on tour, shared a video thanking fans when she took home awards for Best Song. For thank- I want to tell you all, I'm so glad I'm not there. Uh, for Thank You Next. <laughs> and favorite female artist, Chris Pratt, earned the dubious honor of being slimed live after taking home the award for favorite butt kicker for his work in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Other winners included Avengers Infinity War, Adam Sandler's Hotel Transylvania 3, Fuller House, Incredibles 2, Shawn Mendes, and Zendaya. I'll break down a couple of the bigger categories. Favorite music group was Maroon 5. Favorite male artist, Shawn Mendes. Favorite female artist, Ariana Grande. She also won for a song, Thank You, Next. Uh, favorite breakout artist is Billie Eilish. Uh, favorite movie, Avengers Infinity War. 
Movie actor was Noah Centineo, uh, Centineo uh, for To All the Boys I Loved Before. Ah. Uh, favorite movie actress was Joey King from The Kissing Booth. Favorite superhero was Robert Downey Jr. in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, favorite butt kicker, like I said, was Chris Pratt. Favorite animated movie, Incredibles 2. Favorite male voice from an animated movie. I like that they have that cat that category. Adam Sandler won for Hotel Transylvania 3. And for Best Female Voice was Selena Gomez from the same movie. Well, what one for Best Foreign Film? Uh, they don't have that on here. <laughs> Favorite funny TV show is Fuller House. Reality show, America's Got Talent. TV host is Ellen DeGeneres. TV judges. Oh, stop. Oh. Yeah, I know. Simon, okay. Simon Cowell Melby, Heidi Klum, Howie Mandel from America's Got Talent. <laughs> not what? Judge Hatchet? Or, not uh... Judge Hatchet, no. <laughs> no, no TV judges. <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> you were <perfect. laughs> It's so good to be here. <laughs> if you slime me, I swear to God. Uh, and then you had uh, male TV star Jace Norman from Henry Danger. Female TV star Zendaya from Casey Undercover. Uh, favorite social star is David Dobrik. And favorite gamer is Sniper Wolf or Triple S Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf. Yeah, I guess that's how you say it. So... There you go, Kids' Choice Awards. In I'm just Europe. glad Sniper Wolf was finally recognized. Uh, amid a budding romance with Pete Davidson, which has turned a white-hot spotlight her way, Kate Beckinsale has scrubbed her Instagram. Ooh. She hasn't deleted it. Aww. She's just cleaned t- it up a bit. Taking everything off of it. Uh, no word on why she purged her account, but her account is up. She took Weird. off all the animal stuff. And her 2.8 million-plus count of followers is still there. She took everything off, Steve. Yeah. Really? There's no post whatsoever. No Pete Davidson? No nothing? No nothing. nothing. Yeah. I wonder how you do that. Did she have to go into each photo individually and delete it? No, I, I, I think her somebody who works for her probably did Yeah, but that. do you have to go in and what do that? Saying, is that what you have to do? Or do you, yeah. can you just wipe out your know. account but still have it active? Good question. Uh, she and Davidson have gotten a ton of attention, much of it amused over their 20-year age gap. And Davidson acknowledged the implicit sexism of the situation in a recent SNL bit on Weekend Update. Was that this past You weekend? actually played audio from it where, oh, where it was, was last weekend, yeah, where okay. he was talking about all the old guys who are with younger women. Okay. Um, so recently uh, she introduced her mother to Davidson, and friends have said that they are serious in their relationship. By the way, Preston, he's in the dirt. He yeah. plays, uh, Davidson plays uh, their their their. The, 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 guy, crew the guy who discovers him, yeah. yeah no they, kid. They, Motley Crue. Yeah, okay. from Electra Records. And they have him looking as dorky as can possibly be. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice. I've got to see that. It's actually fairly terrible, I th- but I, I enjoyed thought it was good. It, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. Sarah Highland is opening up about her latest health battle with her fans. The Modern Family star had her first kidney transplant at 21, another one in 2017. Wow. And has spent many days in the hospital since. Mm. The 28-year-old shared shots on Instagram stories of herself in a hospital bed again Captioning it, always bring face masks and a silk pillow to the hospital. Uh, She previously told fans that she was battling a respiratory infection and pink eye, captioning a post of herself looking sad on stories. Uh, She captioned it, "When when you stressed from having pink eye and a viral respiratory infection, so yo, hashtag endo, decides to kick down the door and say hello. Exactly. Anybody want to interpret that for me? I have no idea what that means. Yo, endo? Uh, so, yo, hashtag endo. Okay. 
uh, decides to kick down the door. I'm thinking and say Preston, hello. maybe Endo is a doctor slash ninja. Maybe since he kicked the door. Endo down. Endo kicked the door down. Is Endo short for endorsement? I don't know. He didn't win at the Kids Choice Awards this weekend. Though. Is it endoscopy? Maybe, maybe. that. Uh, but thankfully, Highland appears to be on the mend, thanks in part to her boyfriend, Wells Adams. Oh. She shared another Instagram story over the weekend showing, you. showing her, Adams, and some of their four-legged friends celebrating National Puppy Day. Her, We're going to name him Endo. It's her endometriosis. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. In, Thank you. And Endo was the... A, he was in Clash of the Titans. Well, no, that was like... A, it was the back wheelie on, on a BMX bicycle. Endometriosis? Yeah, so no, no. When you would either do a wheelie with your front wheel, or if your back <laughs> wheel went up, that was called an Endo. Okay. I, I know an Endo. What? In, in uh, Die Hard, the guy that electrocutes rigs... His name is Endo. His name is that's Endo. That's right. Yep. Maybe that's so. He was. Mr. Joshua burns his own arm, yeah. and then the head guy goes, have Endo take a look at that. Couldn't be the same guy, because Riggs Endo. killed him. No, no, no. I think I think that's exactly who Sarah Hyland's talking about. Well, I think that scene happened before uh, Riggs broke his neck with his feet. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it, Sarah couldn't be talking All right. about Oh, Endo. Sarah couldn't be. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. Did anyone go up for a fact and check out whether he was dead or not? Uh, I don't recall that scene. No, I, I don't recall that. I either, do not Steve. recall that scene. Nick is looking up to make sure that there is indeed a character named Endo. You see, it'll be in the extended cast. You'll have to click on that extra part. But anyhow, Endo what? means endometriosis. Was it the same guy that was in? There the, it is. Yeah, he was yeah. in Die Hard. He was in Die Hard. He's the one who takes the candy bars out of the uh, yeah. little yes. concession stand. Yeah. There, Al Long. He, in fact, he was in Al Long. Uh, L E O N G. Oh, okay, okay. Is ha- he's he was in he was a stunt coordinator. Yes, and he's been in. T- Tons of movies. This has been your endo moment on the President <laughs> Steve Show. So she was watching either Die Hard or she had endometriosis. Oh. Yeah, yeah, or either one of those movies. Okay. Kim Wait. Kardashian and Kanye West had a family day at the Lemonade Stand. Yeah, with proceeds benefiting mental health. Now the famous duo set up a Yeezy Lemonade Stand. <laughs> With their three kids, North Saint and Chicago, that would be $100. in the neighborhood to sell his new shoe line, the 700 V2 Boost, and raise money for mental health. So, what are you selling? Lemonade or are you selling shoes? Tell me what the deal is here. Dummy. Or maybe they're both. I don't know. They were reportedly inspired by Kanye and Adidas's new plan to partner with families who create homemade Yeezy pop up stands. Stocked with sneakers. So, so were they in what? their own neighborhood with like a quasi lemonade stand selling these shoes, or what was done here? I what did they do that was anything normal from any other day? I don't know where they did it. Yeah, it says in their neighborhood. All right, but it says it says here. Wait, they plan to partner with families who create homemade Yeezy pop up stands stocked with sneakers. So. They're going to send out sneakers to these people, and they set up their own stand? Is I it, don't know. Okay, if it's done for charity, it is. Okay. then that's a good thing. Yeah, so yeah, Kim, it's a dumb thing, but it's a good thing. Kim spoke about their inspo and mission on Instagram story. Oh, that's your inspo? Yeah. Has she, <laughs> did she clear whoever, this with Endo? Whoever is writing these things has started to use abbreviations like uh, inspo and sitch. No. And I no. refuse to say them. No. But I did All that right. one. Well, we have to make a phone call about it. Anyhow, uh, she she said in her Instagram story, in the continued spirit of bringing people and families together, 
The brand has selected unexpected locations for the stands to connect with communities throughout the country. All proceeds made via the stands will be donated directly to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to building better lives for the millions of Americans affected by mental illness. Anyway! (laughs) That's a good thing. Quick question, so... what do they What do they retail for, and what are they What are they suggested to sell for at these yeah. pop up stands? Don't know because lemonade's usually like ten cents. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you're showing up, and that'll be two hundred and twenty dollars, please. Yeah. Yeah, well, they take credit cards, so I'm yeah. sure you got one in your pocket. <laughs> anyway, what are you gonna say? Casey? I, no, I just said Yeezys are pretty expensive, you know. So I don't know what this new line of shoes is going to cost, but that's my question. Okay. Uh, I don't have time to go to this call, but Colleen is a nurse that called in, helps those with endometriosis, and it's endometriosis month, by the way. There you go. Oh. Awareness month, I assume. We knew that. So uh, That's why we reported on Thank you, Colleen. I appreciate it, and we've got the word out. Thank you. Uh, Larry Cohen, the avant-garde writer and director behind such cult classics as It's Alive, God Told Me To, Black Caesar, and Hell Up in Harlem has died at the Ah. age of 77. I was just watching an interview with him. Steve, Uh. if you remember... What was the story behind It's Alive? Uh, so a baby is born. Yes. And it's a, it's a creature. It yeah. has long claws. And the, the, I think the woman was taking all sorts of fertility drugs. And in the in, in the delivery room, it slashes the throats of the uh, okay. of the doctors, climbs out the window, and that's It's Alive. Okay. Yeah, it was, in they, fact, they showed a, a bassinet was the movie ad with like yeah, a claw. A claw coming out yeah. of it. Okay, so, and then they have to go find it, I guess, because yes. it's going around killing people, or yep. I don't know. Um, so he passed away Saturday night in Los Angeles, surrounded by loved ones. So he must have had an illness for a little while, I guess. Um, he is uh, survived by his five children from his first marriage uh, to Janelle Webb and his second wife to uh, and his second wife uh, Cynthia Cohen. So. so Joe Dante has a uh, YouTube channel called Trailers from Hell, and he has directors, you know, talk about their their little known gem movies, and and he would appear, Cohen would appear on that all the time, talking about films that he loved. I remember that era, and I remember when that movie was out too. Yeah, and it's cool. And it was all about movie posters, oh, and, yeah. you know, trying to get you in, and then, and it would do that, man, because that's what would sell it. The only yeah. way you would have seen the trailer for a movie at that time is had is if you had been at the movies, go to the yeah. theater, yeah. exactly. So, but if you saw a poster and you're like, that looks pretty Ooh. cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tarek El Musawa. Or Mos- Mousa. I always forget how to pronounce her last name. This is the, you know... The... I, I follow both of them, and I have no idea how to pronounce yeah, Flip or flop? Yeah, yeah, that couple. Well, he is... She's re- amazing. He's redefining his priorities after his ex-wife, Christina Anstead. This comes as great news for me personally, Preston. Announced her pregnancy with her new husband, Aunt Anstead. Aunt? That's what it says here. Wow. Aunt Anstead. And I saw her and I fell in love. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's short for Anthony. I don't know. Uh, he captioned a shot of himself with his two children that he shares with her, Taylor and Braden, and he wrote, "My loves, my life, my everything." Don't we all feel better now? Ten, 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 ten. Hey, maybe Jordan Woods' career isn't dead after all. Woods, who has been persona non grata around the Kardashian-Jenner clan after she reportedly made out with Chloe's then boyfriend Tristan, was spotted. How could you? Was spotted out on the town in New York City. At celeb hotspot Craig's whoop, whoop. after laying low for a month. So she's out now. She obviously went out a couple of decades ago. Uh, plus, the 21-year-old is set to star <laughs> in uh, 16-year-old YouTube star Justin Roberts' upcoming video called Way Too Much. God, that's exciting. An homage to <laughs> social media stars. Um, so she is a, quite an attractive young lady. Okay. She? she made out with Tristan Thompson, as we know. Uh, but um, How is this downgraded to made out? I thought they were banging. 
No, apparently she they were not she, banging okay. on that on that red table talk or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh. She said that they never they never did it, did it, but they did mess around a little oh. bit. Finger stuff. Uh, so fellow influencer Sophia Jamora will also star. Oh my God, this is such exciting news! I know. I'm wearing my Jamora shirt today. Uh, uh, hours after Jennifer Lawrence was seen having a chillaxed lunch with girlfriends on Friday. <laughs> oh boy, this copy's gotten bad. Chillaxed. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. Who's writing it? Perez Hilton? <laughs> she was spotted partying at a uh, New York City gay club with her pal Adele. Totes my goats. So uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Adele were hanging. They went to a drag show at Greenwich Village Mainstay Pieces. I've seen clips of this. And according to videos shared on social, Adele participated in a drinking contest called Musical Shots, and apparently she lost. So, so I don't pe- know how lit up she got. She took... Time off from performing. It's been years. Casey, you're a big Adele fan. You I was actually she... listening yesterday to the, her the 21 album is perfection. Do you think she's going to uh, return to the uh, spotlight? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Or I is mean, she going to be the new host of Flip or Flop? I mean, 21 was such a great album that, like, I just don't, like, you're just, I don't think you can ever recreate that. I would like to see her perform live. I actually had tickets to see her at the Wells Fargo Center, and then I... Uh, let my wife take her friend instead of me. Why? I, I don't remember why I did that. I don't you're know. You're a good why. husband. Uh, maybe, maybe. I wish I would have not done that. But anyway, um, back to you, Preston. Well, you're done. I'm, well, I didn't really want to go in this direction. <laughs> tell you the truth. I let him, I let him down that, <laughs> yeah. that path. But 21 is. Should never have given those tickets. You're a big fan of, of Adele. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is celebrating her 43rd birthday, and some of her Little Lies colleagues and BFFs wish her the best on social. Nicole Kidman wrote next to a photo of the pair embracing. Drop dead, bitch. <laughs> after their win at the 2017 Emmy, she wrote, you deserve all the love and hugs in the world. Zoe Kravitz, Laura, Laura Dern, and then Steve, you sent me the video of Jennifer Garner uh, sent out birthday props, and she played with in her March high school marching band uniform. She plays alto saxophone, and she plays a groovy kind of love, which apparently they played when she was in high school, and she de- it is so adorable, it's ridiculous. I think we have the audio of that. Really? Of playing, yeah. Um, hang over? on. Well, do you want to hear, I, I have the theme song to Fraggle Rock in German, if you want to hear that No, instead. but we have this. There we go. Sounds like a trumpet. God, she's good. I kind of want to hear Fraggle Rock. Now. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's adorable. She is. She is. Could be. She could be the perfect woman. She's a great mom. She's beautiful. She's fun. She's caring. Charitable she's with, with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Which, by the way, one bombshell we never touched on last week, Steve. Is Ben going to be playing Batman in the next Justice League movie? So uh, is it official or not? It's fairly official because I did my due diligence on yeah. it. I think I had a uh, four-hour boner, maybe for no reason, because I was so thrilled. Okay. But uh, that is at least the, the popular thinking is they're going to wrap up the sequel with Affleck as Batman. And the Batman, Matt Reeves' film, will not have Affleck in it. So okay. they're going to reboot that. But, God, that was good news if it is, in fact, true. All right. This is uh, playing saxophone. <laughs> Standing out in her backyard, wearing her uniform. <laughs> she has her sheet music up on the uh, on the music stand, and, and at one point she has to flip over to the next page. So she holds a really long note, which I think is right here. Yeah, and then she flips it over. <laughs> and listen to the vibrato at the end here. 
That's a good yeah. sax player. Yeah. She can play the hey. instrument. And then, then she snaps to attention, turns, <laughs> you know, to the right, and then marches off. It's really cute. Gotta love her. Yeah. Uh, ABC is renewing the Connors for a second season after it was rebooted when Roseanne Barr was fired over a racist tweet storm. Uh, the network reports that the spinoff is among the top five uh, new series in adults 1849 and total viewers. Uh, season one of the Connors ran for 11 episodes, and season two will have a similar run. Uh, stars Sarah Gilbert, John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf, uh, Lisey Gorenson, and Ames McNamara will all return. The renewal announcement does not mention... Uh, Roseanne alum Michael Fishman or newer cast members Emma Kenny, Maya Lynn Robinson, or Jaden Ray. That doesn't mean that they won't be on. Well, probably it. not just... Michael Fishman because we talk to him and we have a tendency to kill careers after yes. people talk to him. Yeah, we do. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't be on the show. Uh, let's see. One more thing. Megastreamer Netflix has defend is defending Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh, <laughs> what did you call it? Bouldersnatch? Bouldersnatch. <laughs> Balderdash, I get it. <laughs> uh, as um, and is asking a federal judge in Vermont to toss a trademark suit over the film. Uh, children's book publisher uh, Chooseco LLC, yes, of course, who owns the trademark to Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh come on! And that's what Black Mirror used. Uh, filed a twenty-five million dollars suit, claiming Netflix should have obtained a license to use the phrase, but they own the phrase. Has, so. There's been there's been. Uh, are these the books that have been around for years, the kids' books, where you yeah. can... And so that's who's suing them? I guess so. I, I didn't realize that it was one company. I thought was... there... I've always seen... I've seen versions of things like this for years. Well, all right. So maybe... So Press is saying it's the... the Boulder Snatch? No, the, the verbiage, choose your own adventure, Correct. is, is uh, owned by someone. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's so. not the actual mechanism. It's the... The phrasing. No, that's what it said. They yeah. should have obtained a license to use the phrase. Okay. Uh, so they also use "Are you ready to rumble?" Uh, we shall see if they uh, they end up getting that uh, money. They're probably going to be a settlement on that one. All right, let's get to the clips. What we do in the shadows is a cult movie, and now turned into a TV show. Looks very funny. It does. It, uh, the the movie is very funny. It's great. Uh, that follows a crew of vampires and their struggles to settle down in Staten Island. In this clip, director and producer. Uh, Taiki Watiti yep. shares the interesting way he keeps his cool during funny moments on the set. There's tactics around working out how to stop yourself from cracking up laughing. One is that you've got to go, ooh, 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 and you've got to exhaust your diaphragm. It is a bit weird. Yeah! Is that the same guy who's the rock guy in uh, yep. Thor he, Ragnarok? He, direct, he directed Thor Ragnarok, okay. co-wrote Thor Ragnarok, and is the rock guy in Thor Ragnarok. That's great. I love in in Thor Ragnarok. Just his accent does not fit the character, and it's great. <laughs> it's yep. that basically, it's, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Hey, new oh. dog. Oh, dog's dead. New dog. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, new dog. Uh, <laughs> let's do the next clip. <laughs> uh, the new live action adventure Dumbo expands on the classic story that we all know and love. And in this clip, Colin Farrell. Uh, talks about how this movie felt more like an adventure than a job. Honestly, it didn't feel like work. I mean, you've heard that before, and I've said that before, and I've meant it before, but never was that so true as on this film. You know, there was just this enormous crew of talented people in front of the camera, behind the camera, and also all this circus performers that they amassed from all the four corners of the globe. It was amazing. You'd look in the corner, you'd see a contortionist, and over there would be people juggling and trapeze artists, and this was going to the office every day, so it wasn't exactly hard work. Vagina! <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo opens this Friday. Bro. I know this movie's going to wreck me. 
Sure, it is. The, the the original yeah. animated one, you know, but it, yeah. it really looks uh, looks great. Yep, and uh, there you go. That's your entertainment report this morning. Uh, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we will name the next competitors in Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. We already have Privileged has a new theme versus the Pudding Guy. You can vote for those now. You can vote for all of them now if you want to. We're just rolling them out hour by hour, and you'll vote through the course of the day. Uh, but all of that is at WMMR.com, a very popular one in the next hour coming up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. You got some change inside your pocket, but it doesn't change. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. A new Daily Rush video for the view is up. It's called Sex with a Cockroach. <laughs> sex with a Cockroach. Yes. A Japanese man always dreamed of having oh. sex with his pet cockroaches, but instead he ate her. <laughs> uh, I do remember this. You can watch that at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. And speaking of that... It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Doing this over the course of a few weeks, we're going to find out what your favorite Daily Rush video is in Daily Rush Video Madness. And we have a new matchup in the privileged quadrant of the brackets. We have a number one seed going up against a 16 seed in this one. Wow, potential for upset. That is correct. And uh, one of my absolute favorites is the number one seed, Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout. Is going up against the Dumpster Pool Olympics. Wow. Uh, Too evenly matched, though, now that I think about it. Yeah, but they're big seed differences. So uh, let's play a clip from uh, Casey with the pizza and ranch dressing. Here we go. Can I I make a suggestion without being insulting? Try pizza without ranch dressing. Listen, you a-holes. When was the last time you saw me with ranch dressing? Okay, can I check? By the way, I don't always eat pizza with ranch dressing. I didn't invent it. It is something. Year, all right. Okay. Drop the friggin' ranch dressing. Drop it. It was a special moment on the show. It's a good one. I, I've it's really good. I've never gotten tired of watching that video. It, it's born out of authenticity. It is, and it goes up against Dumpster Pool Olympics. Let's play a clip from that. I'm looking at Casey. He's wearing goggles. And he has a, what do you call it, swim cap on? A USA skin cap, right? Yeah. yeah. A star I'm ready for the Dumpster Pool Olympics. A star-spangled swim cap on. Ready to go. There's history to be made today as well. And that's when we went out into the parking lot, had an actual dumpster filled up with water, and we swam and had a pool party. It was so much it was fun. fun. It's probably time to revisit that. We may have yeah. to do that. So these videos are up for your voting and your review. You can go to WMMR.com and it's right there on the opening page. You'll see uh, Daily Rush Madness. You'll see a banner. Click on that. The videos are there. If you need to be brought back up to speed with them, you can do that. If not, just vote. And it's uh, real simple to do. And we're going to highlight one every hour this morning as we continue on and fill out our brackets here. So, uh, like I said, it's brought to you by uh, Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. 
So Kathy and I had a bit of a wellness weekend. Yes, this is wild that you would both engage in activities uh, that are for your betterment, yeah. but that are slightly on the exotic scale. Almost like uh, alternative therapy, right. I guess, of sorts. But, so, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, with a, with a deep and rich history for both of them. Yeah, I, I did acupuncture this weekend. And, Kathy, you did. I did the um, float spa, like the deprivation tank. Yes, an isolation tank. Yeah. Yeah, what what day did you do that? I did it on Saturday. What time? Uh, we went in... What were you wearing? No, we went in the afternoon. I went with two of my friends. We kind of made it like a girl's day. We might have been doing this at the same time. At the same wow. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was very... It was my acupuncture. It was my first time doing acupuncture. Now, we, we've... In, in the studio, we had a uh, an acupuncture... Yes. Uh, clinic come by and they give me a, a short version treatment, not the full yeah. way. That, and they they told you when they did it here in the studio to really do it, yeah. you have to go and do the full treatment. And and I would have gone to visit them, but I think they're in Bucks County, and uh, I have one in Skipback right by me. Well, that makes sense. That I was recommended to go to by a neighbor. My my neighbor Jaime has back problems, and he says this is the cure. All right, for him personally. So I'm like, all right, I'm game. Bad I'll pain try. Right. Disease, acupuncture is the cure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I have, I have back issues. I'm like, all right, I'll, why not, man? Well, you know, I'll give it a dance. Even Doctor Mike has said, sure, things like that are totally worth exploring. So and, let me, let me ask you because I I also tried uh, acupuncture for my back. Did they put any needles in your back? Yeah. Oh, okay. When I went, they didn't put any needles in my back. They also put them in my head and my foot and my neck and, and my hands and oh. stuff like that. So there's various points all over your body. They do sacupuncture for that. Sacupuncture. <laughs> uh, so, and, you, they, and they did cupping, too. Oh, cupping yeah. is where they, they take the, yeah, the, the cup on your cup. back. And, mm-hmm. and then, now athletes do that a lot. They mm-hmm. swear by that it. That became a big thing during the Summer Olympics a couple of years ago because you saw... Basically, hickeys it, all over it the swimmers. Like they're and they're stuff having like that. fun yeah. in the Olympic city. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were you were not reticent to do it. Obviously, you wanted to do it. You yeah. tried to hear a little bit. Uh, and how long were you uh, uh, receiving the treatment? It was an hour. An hour. So you get the the needles put in, and then you let them stay there for a while. So and you, you just kind of sit there. Yeah, lay for like twenty minutes. It was very comfortable though. Tranquil very, music, oh stuff God. like that. It was a spa atmosphere, just like you know this type of music. And when I did it, I, I just zonked out. I was sweating and counting. Uh, the minutes down. L- literally, I was counting to 60 because he was like, I'll be back in five minutes. So I counted to 65 times. Oh, my God. Lest we remind you that Kathy <laughs> is mortified of needles. I, why you would seek a treatment that involves you know, nothing but needles. You know why? Because my there nothing helps my back. And I mean, so I thought if this, if I could handle this and it helps with my back, but I, uh, it did help with my back. I couldn't handle it and I never went back. <laughs> and it, it, it made you a complete lunatic in the process. Uh, did you like it? Did it help your back? Yeah, I felt better when we were done. And I'm not sure if it was because of the needles or the, the shape of the bed uh, kind of while laying on my stomach raised my feet up. And I know that's good for the curvature of your spine. If and you, wine. If, if you have um, uh, disc issues, which yeah. I do. Uh, but I felt better when I was done. And uh, like my neighbor had recommended this and the acupuncturist said you should come three times to get the real Wow, treatment. that's a lot. And then, uh, and then you can gauge after that if you want to come back. So I'm going to go two more times. So when you are done and all the needles are in, does do they just like swipe their hand over and knock all the needles out, or no. do they pull oh, them out each? I also was trying to count how many needles he was putting in to make sure he took them all out at the end. How many did you have in you? Would you did they give you a count? Uh, no, there's you know maybe like twenty or something like okay. that. I guess. Could you feel um, because the whole 
premise is that you're tapping into different energies and so on and so forth. It's you supposed know. to stimulate circulation right. to the areas that need it. So. Were you, as they were going in, were you starting to feel? Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, when, when they were inside, the needle. You, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Not really. Just in my feet. Okay, that's where that's where I could feel. But the other ones, I couldn't even tell. You didn't what she feel was like when in. they kind of like twisted it in. You didn't feel that. Maybe a, a minor pinch at I most, was crying. and that was about it. it was <laughs> well, I could pussy. see why you didn't glean any <laughs> oh good God. medicinal benefits. Sixty nine, twenty three, twenty two, twenty one, twenty. I don't feel good. <laughs> You're really not a model patient for this. <laughs> counting he, the, the seconds. The guy Kathy. thought I was. I was Nick. I was counting the guy. I know he thought I was. It's insane. like a hemophiliac going to an acupuncturist. He, he, a pretty, he pretty much said to me, "Why did you come here then?" Yes. <laughs> you know, you're scaring the other patients. When when I go to get MRIs done, and sometimes you know they'll they'll put you in the machine and they'll go. Uh, by the way, you're going to be in here for an hour. Oh, like, oh my god, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. But fortunately, they, they will give you headphones to listen to yeah. music. And I know from my years in radio that the average song is roughly about four minutes long. Right, right, right. So I will do a tally of how many songs yeah. oh. before an hour will be over, and I will count each song as it goes along. I'm like, i got to be getting close. I do now. that on the treadmill. Do you too? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I had that freaking prostate super scan device rammed up my bunghole for that <laughs> That thing, oh. I'm in there. What'd you have done there? Rammed up my bunghole. <laughs> okay. So, so I had the um um, they had this uh uh, uh you, you know what kind of music do you want to get? Well, it, the machine's pretty loud. Okay, then give me like metal. Give me something that'll, you know, it. The machine was so loud oh, yeah, it yeah. drowned out the music. Dun 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 dun. Uh, that thing makes so much. I don't many care what noises. you were listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just count to 3,600. That's what I do. That's I what you do. Just yeah. count all yeah. the seconds all yeah. the way through. Yeah. Wow. I count to infinity. So. <laughs> um, well, so my experience is good. And listen, I want to hear about more alternative treatment things like this. I wouldn't mind trying them just to try them for the sake of it. You know what I mean? You know, you, and he has apparently back issues, this gentleman. Robert Kraft tries an alternate therapy. <laughs> <laughs> He says oh, it's yeah. a big stress reliever. Right? The rub and tongue. Yeah, the rub and yeah, tongue. I've heard of it. It's been centuries old, Preston. God, my back feels wonderful. <laughs> what? My back? Oh, yeah. You got to go to a strip mall in Florida. Yeah, yeah. and make you make sure yeah. you're inconspicuous. Take your Bentley. Yeah. Right. Just ask for the full release, I think. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. I got some on your back. <laughs> I got some of my acupuncture on your back. <laughs> Preston, um, you've been raving about the uh, CBD treatment since last week with uh, yeah. Riley Cote and uh, Airman's came in. I, uh, they, I still have a way to have it right here. I have my little uh, dropper jar. It's called Optimum. Uh, cocoa and cow 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 I've, <laughs> I've been taking some drops of this every morning. I mean, it tastes horrible. I'm yeah. sorry to say, guys, you got to do something about yeah. the flavor. Well, they... But I, I have noticed, and, and I can't take anti-inflammatories because I have uh, an NSAID allergy. I'm going to get tested for that in a couple of weeks. But this has helped out, I think, as well. So, well, so the float spa that I went to had CBD honey that you could put in your tea afterwards. Really? Uh, yeah. It doesn't get you high. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. It's just uh, it's uh, has medicinal purposes. But anyway, how was your float? It, did you like it? Yes, I did. So I went to the Relax Float Spot in Doylestown with two of my friends. They live out that way, so we went there. Welcome, and- Kathy. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. You guys kind of explained it to me. I thought that the there was just going to be a tiny bit of water in there, and you kind of lay like on, you know, in the the tank that you're in. But you are fully floating. Like when yeah. I, I I just popped right up to the top of the water. I was like, okay. Well, the salt content is crazy. Yeah. It is. It's like a ton of. I, I was asking the guy when I did it. I did it at Halcyon in, in Roxborough. Yep. 
I've and, been there. I love those guys. Right. So, but they explained like I think it's literally like a ton of water, a ton of um, salt. salt. You know, and and the, the saline. You you have never felt more buoyant in yeah. your life. In your life, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took a little while for me to kind of get comfortable. My neck was hurting for like a little bit, but then you just, I, I think I once I relaxed. You, you know, gotta I let was, go. Yeah, you have to let go. I, was, yeah. I think I was trying to like hold my head up. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I relaxed and kind of got into it, I really liked it. I mean, it was very relaxing, peaceful, um, you know, stress relieving, all of it. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Did you shave your feminine area? No, they told that. they okay, told good. you not to. And okay. I because it's a rudder. No, it's not a rudder. <laughs> Wait, it's, why? There, there's slight skin abrasion when you shave. Yes. Oh yeah. And if you get in salt water, oh, oh my god, it yeah. stings like yeah. it, it really does. So I was I didn't shave either, Preston. Uh, you know. No, I, but I could see how that would if you went in there freshly <laughs> shaved mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that would hurt well because it's it's so it's so there's that granular stuff that will it will start to get well, into it, everything and it kind of it felt like slimy like that's how dense the water was yeah, yeah it's got a it's got a uh it's got a I don't know. It's a slickness to it. Slickness to it, yeah. It's and the same way, actually, you know, at salt pools, you can feel that in uh, as well. We have a salt swimming pool, and it, it feels, the water feels a little slick. Oh, really? It's kind of oh, hard to explain. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you had an actual tank with the, like, a la the, the movie. Um, uh, yeah, I've been in two different kinds of tanks. There's one that has a door. Yeah, Altered States. Altered States. There's a door on the front where, where you get in. And then I had another one that was like a clam shell that came clam? down. Yeah, so- clam? Yes. Clam. So how, how uh, Preston, how much floating space did you have in the tank? Stop thinking of clams! Uh, like uh, a couple of feet at my at, uh, above my head and a couple of feet uh, at my feet as well. And I could almost stretch my arms okay. all the way up, but not yeah. quite. All right. So that, that, that that's, was similar to what I, have, I was in, but okay. it didn't. And I was kind of, uh, when you told me about it and you had the, the cover that came over, I, I wasn't quite sure I could do that. This right. was more of like a larger tank, but probably the about the same floating space. But I could touch the ceiling. Yours goes way No, I, I, could, I, I couldn't. Yeah. My, in, yeah, it was a, actually a very high ceiling. Yeah. So on mine, there was actually like, you could, you know, look at lights. It, it kind of looked like uh, the sky with some stars and things Ooh. like that. But um, in the, the tank, you could hit the, they had a button. You could turn all of the lights off and you could turn the music off. And they said, you know, get in, get used to it. And they recommended that you do that. And so that there is, you know, no music, no light, nothing. So mm-hmm. I thought I would try that. I turned the music off and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I can do this. And I, I turned the lights off and it is pitch black. Yep. I mean, not yeah. one ounce of light is coming in from like anywhere. Like being in a cave, yeah. Yes. So much that your eyes start so, to generate sort of images. So mm-hmm. so I was just laying there and then all of a sudden uh, my head kind of touched the wall and then my feet touched the wall and it threw me off because I'm like why? It, it was larger than that. Why are my, my feet and my head touching <laughs> at the same time? So then I started splashing around and freaking out. Meanwhile, all I had to do was just Help! <laughs> I was Help me! Help! I was, I was trying to find people the in the button. in the other tanks. <laughs> I'm drowning. I'm relaxing and drowning here. One hundred percent. I was like flailing, trying okay, to find the button uh... <laughs> to put the lights back on. <laughs> Kath, you're not normally one to uh, sit still comfortably for a long period of time. Like, you get restless, yeah, just yeah. Like, you know, you can't sit on the couch and do nothing. Were you able to 
zone out? So, yes, I was. And I, I uh, said to my friends, if I had gone on a weekday after work, I 100% would, you would have, have fallen asleep, fallen asleep yeah. in there. It was a Saturday afternoon. I had gotten, a, you know, a good night's rest. So, yes, I was able to zone out and still stay you did get it. You did fall asleep a little bit. No, I didn't fall oh, asleep. Oh, I, I was able to zone out okay. and relax for sure, but I didn't fall asleep. But I, I would like to try it again on a weekday and just fall yeah. asleep in there. I'm definitely going to try it again. When I did it, though, uh, you know, after a while and Preston, I, so I, you know, I don't know if you did the same thing. I, I put the... the um, the, the wax, wax in your ears, in, yeah. you know, to keep the oh, yeah. solution out. Yep. And in the darkness, um, you know, my mind races a mile a minute anyway. And in the darkness, I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because your ears are plugged up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And all your internal sounds. Yes. Hard to concentrate. I mean, I'm so like, what's going on in my body? Well, he you warned right? us about that. He said, you are going to hear your heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you recommend maybe not putting the earplugs in then? Or? Well, no, then you can no, get water they, in Yeah, you're, and, okay. and you're just sitting there floating... <laughs> They can give you a neck pillow, a floaty neck pillow if you want, and if you want to keep your head up out of the water and not use the, the plugs. But I would do the full experience. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I when I did uh, my, and I'm way overdue, i got to get back over to Halcyon, but um, I, I had uh, a vision. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I wanted a vision wild. so bad. It was hard now, to have any visions <laughs> while you're listening to my vision. <laughs> Now my vision wasn't anything like like you know a life affirming or or a a you know a moment that was clarity or anything like that. I just I saw a it's it's dumb. Oh when my I god! I what like did you movies. see? Oh, you better I love tell me. Breath. <laughs> it was it was like um it was almost like a, a levee in a country area with it with an old pickup truck sitting there and, 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 and dusk and it was I, it was yeah it was strange but it was very serene and comforting okay. to me. So right. was yours yeah. like uh, so this was very spa like as well. We sat in a sauna. Uh, the three of us were able to sit in the sauna together for like twenty minutes and then we each went to our own room and did the float. Okay. Now so you and your your friends? Yeah. Did you all massage each other's shoulders? We, we, I, two girls. I was no. The same thing. Please tell me that turned into something. It didn't. We had no. robes on. It was. Oh my no, god! I didn't it. know you felt that way. But I, I've been it. on. I've been on a real uh, uh, be good to yourself kick lately. But physically, be yeah. good to yourself, and uh, and so I want to try some more treatments. Just see what makes you feel better. That I've never done before, like you know the salt cave thing. Well, that's I've what never was, done that. Were you about to say? I that? was just going to say that. So I went to actually a salt cave in Doylestown as well, and I've gone back a number of times. Right before we had vacate one of our vacations, I started to get like a little bit, I could feel a sinus headache and infection coming on, and uh, so I went there mm-hmm. and I sat in there for I think it's like forty five minutes. Is that a brine room? Is that what that is? Yes, like yeah. a brine room. Joseph okay. Anthony has, and Claire loves going to okay. um, to to that. The, the brine room is one of those. Uh, it's hard, I guess. I don't still don't understand. You know, no. uh, so when you're in a, a salt cave, you, you don't. You're not 
with you know a, a minor bird and a light on a helmet. You're, what what do you, the room is designed to? Yeah, I mean the one I went to. It's it, not it, a cave, is it? I mean, it, no. It but, doesn't look like the Matterhorn at Disney. But it does look like it does, it does look like a little cave. I mean, you walk in, you're walking on like that pink salt, and uh, is an old prospector lead you in? <laughs> no, but uh, the one that I went to had you know salt on the walls, on the ceiling. Really? I mean, it's all over. Yeah, they have. Uh. Um, does uh, it just grow? Like, I mean, does, is it like a plant? Well, and it, so she explained the one that I went to. She explains, you know, the whole thing and how it works, but and what's filtered through the system and the air that's coming into the room and mm. why it forms on the walls and all of that kind of stuff. But wow! Oh, so we're looking at—is this something? This up, is very similar to what I went. Okay, to. there's a couple of like folding chairs. It looks like like comfortable like loungeish folding and chairs. Can, and the then, one that I went to, you can get reflexology, so they'll give you a foot massage while you're oh, there if you want to pay extra. Yeah, okay. yeah, Steve. I think those are more like gravity chairs, where if like you lean back, it kind of. Rec- I love those. Mm-hmm. I have one somewhere, of them. Somewhere there's a group photo of all of us in the Brian room at Joseph Anthony. We shot a calendar there a few years ago, yeah. and we were hanging out in that Brian room. In the, it's on the back shot. of one, account, one of the calendars, is isn't it? it? I okay. think so, yeah. Hmm. By the way, Kat, did you choose to go completely naked, or did you wear some a bathing suit? No, I didn't. He said it would get very heavy if you wore a bathing suit, so we didn't. We And the other two girls that I went with tried to do um, like shower caps because we were worried about our hair and all yeah. of that salt. Yeah. And I, they said it, it just went right through the shower cap. It didn't help at all. So, okay. no, uh, I went completely You're, naked. <laughs> yeah, it. Stop it. It's not. That's Here's what stop. happened. No. Boys, <laughs> I went completely naked. And I let my bush grow out. Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Crystal Gale. Because of the shaving thing. You didn't want to, you know. It was the advice of the people that own it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still March. You're cool. It, it, is, it's, it, is, a, it is an interesting experience. I, I, I like that idea of trying, obviously, things within yeah. the parameters. Mm-hmm. Acupuncture has been around for thousands of years. Yep. The, the, the notion of, of, of uh, floating in a solution has been around for, uh, I don't know. Like maybe the Dead Sea. Even, yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to get, I, and I'm going to start getting massages more often. I'm going to go to Hand and Stone. Mm-hmm. I, there's a person that found the right way to work my back. Dude, isn't that the best? When you find somebody who knows what they're doing? Yes. yes. And then you could just go Perfect. back to the... And, and Handstone is terrific at that. They, yep. If you find... Who is right, it for you? God, no. <laughs> that is not relaxing. <laughs> That's the opposite of relaxing. <laughs> right there. Oh, you're so tense. Right this way. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we should probably have him be a massage therapist for That's a day. Right. Oh. You're going to feel so good. Oh, no. Don't worry. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I got you anyway, it's kind of interesting that we chose the same day to, to do something explore like something like that, yeah. different. But, I mean, and uh, I would definitely do it again. Yeah? Not the acupuncture, but the, the float spy. Which one do you want to go Can mean? you go to, to two? Yeah. I've seen this. At, uh, all right. Lauren, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, Lauren, just taking your call. What's up? Hey, so a couple years ago, I was diagnosed with uveitis, which is an inflammation in the uvea. It's uh, the colored part of your eye. Um, and basically I lost my vision in my eye. I was doing eye drops like every hour around the clock, you know, steroids, all this rigmarole, awful. Um, the next step was to do chemotherapy injections in my eye. Wow. Oh my goodness. Whoa. So I was over it. I just kind of gave up on everything. And then I started Googling homeopathic remedies. And the first thing that came up was turmeric. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'll give it a shot. It was like $8 for a bottle on Amazon. I ordered it, had it the next day. 
I've been taking two capsules of it every day for the past four years and have not had an inflammation since. So, wow. Lauren, I, the reason yeah. why I wanted to go to your call is I've seen turmeric. Is it turmeric or turmeric? I don't know what you know, whatever you call I, it. I say turmeric. I've heard people say turmeric. Potato, turmeric. potato. Turmeric is yeah, what I've always so said. Far, well, there, it's all the same. All right. So, so, so you, you started to see this stuff pop up in all these um, organic um, pain relievers. And, uh, and like I, I go to the place in uh, on Germantown Avenue in uh, in uh, Mount Airy called the Juice Room, and they have these little shots of turmeric oh, okay. juice, and a oh, lot of people oh, buy them. And okay. and it's and and so you're saying you 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 definitely get a a relief from it. I have not had an issue, in it's going on five years now. And I was yeah. at the point where I said I was doing eye drops every hour, like waking up in the middle of the night, couldn't see out of my right eye. It was, wow, it was a nightmare. It's yeah. a pretty strong taste, right? Uh, the ones I have are in a capsule, and I mean, oh. I just wash it down with enough water, and every now and then I get a little, you know, gross burp, but it's nothing. I'd rather have that than have these. But sure, bladders. Steve, it's the standard spice that you get at the. Is that the what it is, store. Preston? That's what it is. Yeah, so, it's so derived from the ginger plant. Yep. So, mm-hmm. isn't it wild? Because they hear these things, and and I was reading an article about this, Preston. Thank you, know, you Lauren. It, it, you know, yep. you you normally this is the well, this would be the uh, the realm of the um you know. Uh, you know, to to uh, dinner at two o'clock in the afternoon, early bird special, jazzy scooter retirement mm-hmm. clan. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, with so many people being so active mm-hmm. for so long and, and doing stress related type things like CrossFit and mm-hmm. and uh, the running and all that stuff, that this is now across all demos, and and you have you know people in their nineteen, twenty, twenty one year olds on up looking for these pain management things and, yeah. and obviously trying to avoid things like opioids and stuff like that. So right. this sort of this sort of industry is taking off. And I assume with that, you get a lot of, you know, hokum, too. Yeah, I would imagine. But, I mean, look at the medical marijuana. And right. that's just taking off like gangbusters because people want another type of treatment. Something, yeah. By the way, uh, Kathy, somebody asked, uh, what temperature is the water in those isolation so they, tanks? They said it's exactly or right around the temperature of your body. So like 98 degrees, Yeah, right? it was uh, in the high 90s. But my body's yeah. very, very hot. So the, the idea behind it is... Oh, you may notice the rise in the temperature gauge there. <laughs> I just tend to run hot. <laughs> or you peed in the... Uh, <laughs> You went pity pad. If you see anything in there, it's just a couple of candy bars. A couple of baby roots. No big deal. The way I understand it with the isolation tank is the the your it's supposed to give you the the sensation of floating in the air. So the water is the same temperature as your body. So yeah. You so you know it's it's quite literally a sensory deprivation. You're not supposed to feel yeah. anything, yeah. hear anything. <laughs> See anything, taste anything, or but you just hear your own body sounds when you have the yeah. wax in your ears. Well, and they explained all of that to us before we went into the tank. But the and I wasn't; it wasn't hot. I mean, it was your body temperature. I wasn't cold. I wasn't hot. It was kind of perfect. You do you do feel a uh, cut loose from uh, no matter where you are. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, no sensation of your uh, environment. Nothing. It goes right out the Rogan window. is a huge fan of the isolation. <laughs> does he Joe, really? Joe yeah, Rogan, yeah. I yeah. bet you he does something before oh, he, he goes in. really baked before yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. in for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's way into that. Uh, real quick, another quick call, then we're going to have to take a break. I'm going to go to uh, Mike, who's been on hold for a long, long time. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Not so much. Um, I, I was uh, in the army for ten years, and um, I got injured. I have a paralyzed sciatic nerve. Oh, oh wow! Paralyzed sciatic nerve. Does that uh, cause? I mean, that's that goes down your leg. Does that cause a lot of pain, or is it just numb? 
Yeah, 100%. It goes down my left leg, uh, mainly when I'm sitting for a long time. You'll feel pain. So, like, yeah. Stretching, stretching, stretching. It's like the only thing I've found. But um, I heard uh, you talking about Robert Kraft um, when I was in uh, traveling around. <laughs> okay. Tra- traveling around the country. There's a there's a website called Rub Maps. You should check it out. <laughs> Rub Maps. Rub <laughs> Maps. From the people who brought you the Green Book. Check it out. They tell you all the massage parlors around it. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike rub map. Mike, hold on. I'm going to do something for you. First of all, your service for the country, but more importantly, pointing out rub maps for us. I'm going to give you some movie passes to go see a screening of Shazam because that's pretty freaking awesome. Rub maps. Uh, hang on the live information. Uh, okay. Every day is something new on this show. Hey, <laughs> we've all, listen. If it helps, it helps you. You know, yep. I mean, it's uh, therapy. I, I, I like that the one, Robert Kraft is the one thing that hooked. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I oh mean, he, he didn't hit on the fact that uh, he's got this pain because uh, he was hit with an IED while yeah. in Iraq. Right, That's what right. it says on our screen. Yeah. It says yeah. that he was yes. injured by an IED. <laughs> he went to rub, rub maps. <laughs> Real American <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Wow, thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. All right, anyhow. You know what? Why don't I go ahead and take a few more callers as well and give you movie passes? You'll get to see Mike. You can ask yeah. him about rub maps. The screening of Shazam is going to be the IMAX Theater Monday, April 1st at uh, the UA Riverview at 7 p.m. Uh, so let's take, uh, we'll take five more callers on top of that. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, so this is uh, Monday, <laughs> April 1st again. Uh, 7 p.m. at the UA Riverview. What? I just, the top text uh, sums it up pretty well. Yeah, it says, now that took a turn. <laughs> which it certainly Rub did. Max. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. I got some bizarre file stories from the weekend. Always some good ones to choose from. I'll relay those to you when we return. And don't forget, up in Daily Rush Madness as we speak, uh, Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout versus the Dumpster Pool Olympics. Wow. You can go to WMMR.com and vote now. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents a killer co-headlining summer concert with rock trailblazers Alice Cooper. And Hailstorm. Friday, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion with motionless and white. Pre-sale happening today at WMMR.com while supplies last. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. Win free tickets all this week with Jackson. Alice Cooper and Hailstorm, August 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let us do the Bizarre File, folks. Oh, no. Are we doing this now? Yeah, you know, well, whatever you want to Sorry, I didn't look at the sound elements in front of me, so we're going to give you a new uh, Daily Rush Madness matchup. Uh, This time in the Gadzooks quadrant of the brackets, we have, oh man, one of my absolute favorites to watch. We have a number three seed against a number 14 seed, and the number three seed is... Harper Lee's laser tag. Wow. I love that one. And it's going up against the River Valley Vocal Band. Oh, my God. (laughs) With Justin Guarini. Just to reminisce a moment and give you an idea of what you're voting on, here are some clips from that. This is the Harper Lee 
laser tag Daily Rush video clip. Through the use of times and technology, you could stalk your prey and virtually assassinate them without causing any physical harm. But the guns, they, they kind of go pew, go, pew, pew, pew. Pew, yeah, yeah. pew, pew, I got you. So, as we didn't realize, Harper Lee had opened up a... Uh, a laser tag joint yeah. on uh, Autumn Route 13. We were just familiar with To Kill a Mockingbird and had no idea she was a big fan of that as well. And then there was the River Valley Vocal Band. And I okay. assume this was when our, our initial get-together yes. with uh, Justin Guarini, but here's a clip from that. Here we go. We- Enough said. That's all you yeah, need. that's all you need that's to know. That's all you need. We. How good our band was. We. We. Oh my God. You can now vote which video you want to move forward in the bracket system. It is our Daily Rush Madness. Go to WMMR.com. And vote on that now. You can watch the videos if you have never seen them or if you just want to refresh your memory, you can go ahead and do that, too. And it's presented by Punchline Philly. Now we can do the Bizarre Pie. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Pie. Brought to you by Mulch Works, offering mulch topsoil, compost, decorative, and crushed stone, grass seeds, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. You can visit them online at mulchthis.com or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. Well, defense attorneys say a man accused of brutally stabbing a man to death last July did so because he thought the victim was a werewolf. Of course. Uh Well, they're very dangerous, those things. Police were called to a business after receiving reports of a suspicious death, and once officers arrived at the scene, they found... Uh, Pankaj Bazin located inside a Mercedes Benz with no pants on, covered in blood. It's all right, Sarge. It was a werewolf. Uh, inside the business, officers found the owner, Brad Jackson, suffering from 53 stab wounds. But by among- this time, he turned back to a human, right? Because once you die, yeah. you become a human again. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it was among other injuries. The defense pleaded to strike the murder trial from the court, stating a more appropriate charge of voluntary manslaughter should be applied. The defense claimed that Basin had suffered from mental health issues and that he thought Jackson was a werewolf at the time of the incident. Let this serve as a warning to people. Before you kill a werewolf, take a picture of it yes. in its werewolf state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can prove Otherwise, it. Otherwise, it just looks like a dead human being. Yeah. You're going to have an uphill battle. Uh, the judge, however, overruled the motion to strike down the case. The trial will resume uh, Wednesday where the defense will begin their case. A Florida man, there you go, has been arrested... <laughs> After he allegedly shoved a woman when she wouldn't let him in the house to eat egg rolls. <laughs> Florida man. When? Florida man. When will this blight stop? Never. According to the uh, offense report, the victim stated 44-year-old Keith Johnson was drunk. I know you got egg rolls in there. The 44-year-old Keith Johnson was drunk and she told him that she did not want him in her home. The report said Johnson kept ringing the doorbell even after she told him that she wasn't letting him in. The report said Johnson wanted to come in and eat egg rolls that were in the house. So the woman told him that she would bring them out to him. Uh-huh. And that's when he allegedly shoved her to the ground to get into the door. Egg rolls come out to Palais. The victim <laughs> told him that he needed to leave, but she wouldn't leave the egg rolls by the car. Or that she would leave the egg rolls by the car. I'll put them by the car. <laughs> The egg rolls are by the car. That's where I usually put egg rolls, by the car. Just 
Fondue is always in the bushes. Johnson allegedly admitted to pushing the victim, but did state that she also had slapped him. Uh, uh, Johnson was arrested. He was charged with battery. This egg roll story has all sorts of gray aspects to it. It does, yeah. yes. We need to investigate further for sure. A woman has died after having sex with a male partner for five consecutive hours. Wow. The 32-year-old known as The Beast <laughs> told her partner that she felt dizzy before going in cardiac arrest at a hotel in Southern Cali, Colombia. I'm big dick black. Uh, her partner called for emergency services, but they reportedly took too long to arrive. He then wrapped the unconscious woman in a blanket and took her in a taxi to a hospital. However, when they arrived at the hospital, doctors failed to revive her and pronounce her dead. Uh, police officers learned later that the pair had taken drugs in an attempt to prolong the sex. Oh, so that probably exacerbated the issue. And it said that they had been having sex for five hours nonstop. Five hours nonstop. Five hours? Uh, you know, they actually they accidentally pressed and took antacids. Oh, and that's what did it. <laughs> An investigation of the woman's yeah. death has been launched to determine if the woman was a habitual drug user and if the substance had an influence on her death. A Utah Valley University professor, this is messed up. All right. Is under criminal investigation after court documents indicate that he admitted to students that he had looked at child pornography and then apologized to his students. The 42-year-old part-time adjunct economics professor at UVU is lecturing students on macroeconomics. Yeah. When he suddenly confessed to his class of students about his child pornography addiction. Seemed like the right place to him. So, besides uh, socialism and capitalism, um, I like child porn. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anybody? Question. Uh, Is this going to be on the test? (laughs) According to a search warrant affidavit, uh, the class, which was also being video streamed, was recorded on a thumb drive and presented to the police. What did he just say? Uh, The professor was confronted about his in-class confession by Laura Carlson, the school's director of Equal Opportunity, and has tendered his resignation, she said. Uh, As of Thursday, the professor had not been arrested nor charged. And now Professor Jenkins would like to tell you why he likes to crap in bookstores. About 90 minutes into his class, he ceases his discussion of the subject matter related to macroeconomics and begins talking to his students about taking them on his spiritual journey. Oh, boy. It was during this portion of the video that he makes statements about his involvement with viewing child pornographic materials. This is what he said. He goes, tonight I am going to beg your pardon to share my filth with you. Oh, boy. Uh, The very worst thing that I can share with you is the fact that I have seen youth Beautiful, wonderful children of this earth in compromising positions and sexual positions. If we are talking about a line in the sand, then we are talk- We are taking it south of an area that we shouldn't be. I'm sorry, but I have seen that. And then he, and now let's talk about the Great Depression. Yeah, while continuing to apologize, he, start, he was stressing to the class that he has not touched anyone inappropriate and does not keep a library of pornographic images except what is in his head. He said, if you are a human being who I saw, I am not sorry that I saw you, as terrible as that sounds. I am sorry that I looked at you in that way. I'm sorry that I chose to look at you in that way. Uh, so this guy's out of his mind. Yeah. I'm, 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 well, so He said, what I saw was not art. Let me make that very clear. No, it's straight up porn. Just if that puts your mind at ease. He said, uh, it was embarrassing and I am ashamed and I will live with it. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, they ended up getting hold of like the FBI and Homeland Security. Well, what? Well, in other words, if a guy says, and I don't know the, the legal aspects of this, there's no proof or no child porn or no 
If he just simply says he looked at it, I don't think that's illegal. Right. Yeah, I, I, but I may I be would, wrong. I would, I would probably transfer out of his class, though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so. yeah. Okay, we need something lighter to end with. Here's a follow-up story. Uh, authorities have determined that a suspicious seat... Well, this isn't really lighter. This is messed up, too. <laughs> a suspicious seat found discarded in a parking lot this week. Remember I told you about human teeth and blood and on blood, it? blood, yes. Uh, well, that was from a vehicle involved in a suicide investigation. Oh, see, I had wrongly uh, surmised that someone had attempted to eat the seat. No, police were called to investigate the seat outside of a Lowe's store Thursday night. When officers arrived, they found the seat with blood and several adult teeth on and around it. Police wow. say that they were able to locate the owner who told officers that someone took their life inside the vehicle in Pennsylvania in January. This guy had bought the vehicle following the suicide through a third party without any prior knowledge of the incident. There was still blood and teeth on the seat when he bought it? And after finding the teeth from the suicide, police say the owner just went to a Lowe's and ripped it out and left it in the parking lot. So, yeah. And I just have to throw out the suicide seat. Yeah, and there you go. That's what I have for That you. is... Insane. Truly bizarre file this morning. So just thought I'd let you know. All right. uh, We have a guest who is here in the studio about an event that is coming up, a charity event. We would like to welcome Louis. uh, I got to tell me how to pronounce your last name. Czechia. Czechia. Louis Czechia. I want to make sure I get it right. He's from the Philadelphia Furball in the Morse Animal Refuge. Yes. And uh, you guys have the furball coming up this weekend. That's right. It's Saturday. Be, uh, yeah, Saturday from 7 to 12 for general admission. And then we also have a Young Friends that's a ticket from seven from sorry from 9 to 12. Okay. So this is a big to-do, and I understand you managed to pull some strings and get a top-level host for the evening. Oh, my gosh. We have, like, the <laughs> most exciting, greatest American hero ever. It's- oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our well, very own Steve Morrison. Oh, Steve, Morrison. Yeah, Steve Morrison. Part of the original Apollo 11 flight crew. Uh, a lot of people don't know <laughs> and, that. Uh, no, yeah. It, honestly, I've been to these things in the past, and they're just awesome. And if you don't know about Morris Animal Refuge, it's the oldest animal refuge in the in the country. And you guys do great work. And this is your main fundraiser for all the great work that you do. So, But the thing is, it's always a blast, but it's the, well, this is the first time you have a two- um, to uh, a tier system because some people want to go later and some people, you know, don't want to come earlier. And and so you actually get a bit of a discount, right, later on? Yeah, that's right. Unlike politics, animal it, welfare is uh, loved by all, right? Everybody can agree, right? right? So we have all different kinds of people coming, old, young, uh, rich, poor, happy, sad, right? Uh, but all animal lovers, and that's the that's the whole idea. So we get them in uh, for the people that want to come early and want to experience everything. That's awesome. And then we also wanted to take care of the people that just want to come in for a few hours and have a few drinks and and relax. So it's I'm going to be there with my wife bought like forty five thousand tickets. So, <laughs> uh, but the uh, the theme is a night at the carnival. So it's a very sort of festive. Uh, Carnival attractions and arcade type things and uh, performers and just a very light, um, very uh, merry atmosphere. And the location is awesome. Tell us where it's at. Yeah, it's at the 23rd Street Armory. So it's just a giant structure for a perfect place for a carnival. And it's where the uh, U.S. and the cavalry used to put tanks and horses and all kinds of great stuff. So really a good part of the heritage of Philadelphia to be there. And puppy petting stations? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Which, Preston, you got to see. One year, Angela Profetto went. And uh, she, I think she goes virtually every time. 
but uh, she looked like like a, a businessman at a strip club on a weekend with the, uh. with, with the bills, you know, yeah, uh, just, right, all, yeah, over. Yeah, all over the place. This is crazy. That's great. Uh, and so, so two different events, uh, one day, and how, what's the best way to go about uh, tickets for this? Oh, just go on the phillyfurball.com. And uh, it'll walk you right through it. You can set up all the information's there, uh, information about parking and what's going on, uh, and then you can register for your tickets right there. So the deal is, is that there's so many animal charities in the in the city, and everybody, all of them, at some point or another, calls upon Morris to to help. And and you guys always are there when you talk about roll up your sleeves kind of organizations. That what that's what Morris is. And uh, so if you can come on out and support it, that'd be great. Say hi to me, hang out, a whole bunch of animals, and a great time. And the information, by the way, is on PrestonSteve.com for people who want to sign, uh, you know, get tickets. That's right, Stephen. Thank you so much for your support. No problem. Every year you help us out, and we absolutely love you. Well, thank you, and likewise, our pleasure. 22nd annual, by the way, so it's been going strong for a while. So MorrisAnimalRefuge.org or check PrestonSteve.com, which is cool. So good luck to both of you guys. Yes, thank you. Lewis, it's great to see you. Great to see you guys. Thanks for being here. Lewis Chechia from Morris Animal Refuge. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, A guest joining us who won a very prestigious award. Yes. And we'll get those details when we get back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Well, we are excited to have our next guest in because he's always really cool to uh, to talk to. And he is winner of a very prestigious award. It is the greatest honor bestowed by the world-renowned New York-based Explorers Club. And it is the Explorers Club Medal Award which is awarded for extraordinary contributions directly in the field of exploration, science research, or to the welfare of humanity. And he joined some pretty big company in winning this award and has been by here on a number of occasions. Please welcome our dinosaur buddy. What just happened? Are you serious? This is the BS version of that? I didn't know that. Let me back this up. <laughs> it was hitting a perfect crescendo. It was really so hit the crescendo right at the moment that the squeaky gate yeah. <laughs> makes the same sound as Jurassic Park, which was right here. I bet you if I were to hit this button, it would go away. Uh, uh, I, I if don't. I hit undo. Do it. God, yeah. I was really building the mic. Was, yeah, well, perfect. There you go, And Preston. then the Preston and Steve show happened. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Lacavara yeah. is here this morning. How are you, Kenneth? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> nice to see you. How about that intro? <laughs> I mean, man, We just eradicated was, all your life's work. I was selling it. With a squeaky game. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's nice to see you, man. Congratulations, by the way. We're very yeah. excited. To hear about you winning this award. Thank you very much. I mean, uh, to, he's to, a heavy hitter. It's huge. And to bring people back up to speed, if you don't know Kenneth by name, Ken was the one who uh, discovered Dreadnoughtus, the the largest. I mean, it outweighed T Rex by sixty five tons. This outrageous discovery that you, that you found. And and every time you've been here, we always get. Uh, emails and texts that come in like, I could listen to this guy talk all day because of the, the really cool stuff that you've experienced and we're able to tell us about. So just to pre- let yes, people know Yes, so you know who we're, we're talking, talking to. to. Um, but when did you get word that you were receiving this award? I got word in November. The president of the Explorers Club called me up. He didn't even say hello. He, I answered the phone. He said, uh, what do Ken Lacovara and Neil Armstrong have in common? Wow. And I said... 
born on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's... so that's a cool way to lead with. But, yes, some of the other recipients are, you know, as Preston noted, you're in extraordinarily good company. I mean, it, when you do what you do for a living and you're, you know, you're inquisitive and you're, you're ensconced and, uh, you know, in, into all of this stuff, you don't impress me as the kind of guy who's going, I hope I win an award for this. Mm-hmm. But to get it has certainly got to be rewarding. It's amazing. It's yeah. so humbling to be added to a list of so many of my childhood heroes. It's just incredible. It's so humbling that uh, Ken is wearing the award right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, as he came in here this I, morning. <laughs> I would, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I went to the Wawa the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're married, but wear that to ladies' night someplace. You'll do great. <laughs> Wow. So so you guys had a they had a ceremony, obviously, for this mm-hmm. up in New York City. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, it was the Explorers Club annual dinner, the 115th. Uh, it's in Times Square at the Marriott Marquis, 1,700 people there in tuxedos and ball gowns. Uh, this was a very special dinner in that this is the 50th anniversary of the Apollo landing. <sighs> Which so, is amazing. They, they have the movie, the documentary coming out about the, uh, you know, with, with new footage. So That's that, amazing. I how saw inc- it the other day. Oh, you did? It's incredible. That's so incredible that you were there for that for that anniversary. So there were 10 Apollo astronauts uh, at the dinner. It no kidding. Great. Great. Who was there? Uh, Buzz Aldrin, Michael Collins. Wow. Um, my son got to sit next to Fred Hayes from Apollo 13 wow. and lunch. Yeah. Freddie Hayes. Um, Fredo. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it was just amazing. Are, are they, we, you know, we're huge fans of this, the history of the space program and, you know, going back to, uh, you know, beginning with, you know, Chuck Yeager and even before that and following the whole genesis of everything. This is a it's a different breed of person, is it not? Those those original space explorers. Absolutely, those guys just had uh, you know ice in their blood. They were just <laughs> men of steel. I can't believe if, if you see that Apollo Eleven documentary, which I really recommend. It just, it just really brings home just how tough these guys were. Is it like being in prison? Ken, one of these guys next she goes, "What are you here for?" I found a dinosaur. (laughs) What did you do? I flew to the moon. It's kind of like that. The the president of the club actually starts off the dinner by saying, you know, who's been to Antarctica? Well, almost everybody raises their hand. Who's climbed Mount Everest? There's probably 200 people that raise their hand. Wow. Who's been to the bottom of the ocean, the Marianas Trench? A dozen people. Who's been to the moon? Ten people. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But you know, with a name like Explorers Club, there's got to be a guy in a pith helmet with a monocle on or something like that that's there. It, it's totally what you think it is. Is yeah, it really? Yeah. And, Somebody and walked Explorers out of Jumanji? The itself looks like you think it would. Lots of dark wood paneling, lots of taxidermy, all kinds of artifacts of exploration. Yeah. Hey, who, uh, who was the first recipient when it was started? Uh, the first recipient was Admiral Perry. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's a good choice. 1904. <laughs> so were you this year's lone recipient I of was, that medal? Yes. No kidding. No one could compete. <laughs> wow. And so all these astronauts and all these other esteemed fellows and women and so forth are there um, uh, to watch, you know, I guess that they do a video presentation of what you have been up to. And they so did. On. There was kind of like, uh, you know, the, the Olympic intro video type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, the, Bloop, was there a blooper reel? Like, oh, I'm sorry. The, I said stegosaurus. I was saving that for the oh. President's <laughs> Steve show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so how long does, how long does your, um, your presentation where they're honoring you? Is it, is it like, you know, 15, 20 minutes or? It's about 10 minutes. Well, still that's yeah. uh, uh, in front of all of those. Legendary people, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, you you I, I, tell me you teared up a little bit. <laughs> um, 
I didn't tear up. But, okay. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm an explorer. I can't yeah. tear up. Dude, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm looking at the list of past recipients, and Jane Goodall's on there. Bob Ballard, uh, James Cameron, Neil deGrasse Tyson was a couple of years ago. Um, of all of the past recipients, besides the astronauts, who else was in attendance? Oh, uh, Kathy Sullivan was there. I okay. sat with her. She was the first woman to walk in space. Wow. Uh, Sylvia Earle was there, otherwise known as her deepness. She's the first woman to descend to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Oh, my God. Seven miles under the ocean. These are the coolest people that have ever, yeah. ever. You could sit. You could, yeah. So uh, how do you fight the urge to, to to engage every one of them in, in lengthy conversation? Because the truth of the matter is with that, with the Marianas Trench, and we talk about this all the time. I think we might have talked about it with you at one time or another. Um the the depths of our own oceans are as alien to us in many ways as deep space. We haven't spent a lot of time researching. Um, so, you know, are, are you equally as fascinated with that aspect of Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a total fanboy when I'm there. These yeah. are my heroes. And, <laughs> yeah. and you're right. We know more about the surface of Mars than we do about the bottom of the ocean. Which is wild because yeah. it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I'm clicking on somebody named Thor Herendahl. Who apparently won the award one time. Now, with a name like that alone. Is he the one who recreated the, uh, no, I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, Thor Heyerdahl. Thor Heyerdahl. Kantiki. Oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thor Heyerdahl. What did he do? Um, he went across the ocean in, in a boat that he made out of reeds. It was an Academy wow. Award winning documentary. Yeah. No yeah, case. It, it, it show that it was possible for, you know, ancient people to cross seas. Sure. So I you're in that. the same company as that guy. That lunatic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. <laughs> that's, that's an incredible thing. So I assume the, the after party was some kind of rave, I assume, with glow sticks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should, uh. Typical. We're looking at Wikipedia. Your name has not appeared on here yet, but they'll have to put that on there uh, because they only go up to 2018. What What are some of the added benefits? Or uh, not that you know, uh, this is certainly benefit enough. But are what else are you uh, privy to now that you have won this uh, this accolade? Well, you know, I guess it's you know, it's kind of my calling card now. I suppose right Um, helps to sell books, doesn't it? I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, you're working on a new one. (laughs) I am working on a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, so you've only written you've written one. That's right? correct. Right, and it it, it, it certainly. Uh, uh, the, the, where's the title? Why dinosaurs matter? Yes, it's a great book. I, I've read it. My sons read it, and um, yeah, it, this came. It was a TED talk as well, right? It was featured it, on it TED was talk based on a TED talk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and so, um, do you think that the the writing of the book was uh, one of the main reasons why you were uh, given this award? And, and I don't mean this in a, in a slighting way at all, but why do you think you won the award? You're I don't hot. really know what the selection committee uh, discussed. I, you know, certainly Dreadnoughtus has something to do with it. I, I think also that, um, you know, I've really tried to not just focus on the science, but on getting the science out to the public. You do a great job, by the way. There are certain people who are imbued with that gift to, to, for lack of a better phrase, dumb down, you know, but still maintain the sense of excitement about this stuff. And, and, and you do that very well. Um, as far as you with Dreadnoughtus... Um, you know, this is, you discovered, you know, a new dinosaur. Um, what is the frequency of that? You know, it, it's it's not often, right? When was the one, the last one discovered before Dreadnoughtus? Well, it's it's increasingly frequent. A hundred years ago, it was one a year. One a year. Uh, in the 70s, it was a half a dozen a year. Really? It's about one a week now. Are you serious? It's incredible. So what Dreadnoughtus, obviously, wow. by sheer size. Dreadnoughtus was special in that it's the most complete by far of the supermassive dinosaurs. And it's also the largest dinosaur for which we can calculate a weight at about 65 tons. 65 tons. So um, stuff has been coming out about, for example, recently about T-Rex. And I think it was it might have been the Museum of Natural History has put together the, what they believe is the most accurate 
um, depiction to date of T Rex, and and it's a it's slightly different. There appears to be like a, like a bristly, furry kind of thing. Describe what, what they right. come up. Do you well, agree with that? By the way, I do. T Rex almost certainly had feathers. Uh, Birds are dinosaurs. Birds are not related to dinosaurs. They didn't evolve from dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs. So if you look at where T-Rex fits in his family tree, on one side, its cousins would be birds. On the other side are these tiny little dinosaurs that are preserved with feathers. We can see that they're feathered. Right. So the simplest explanation is to think that since T-Rex has a common ancestor, that they all got those feathers from a common ancestor, and therefore T-Rex should have some kind of feathers or down or quills or something like Would it that. Because what they depicted shows more like a, like a bristly quill type thing as opposed to lush, you know, plumage, you know, so... That's kind of a compromise. We don't really know. T-Rex hasn't been found with feathers because the the kind of sediment that you need to preserve feathers is fine grain, mud, and silt. And that's not the kind of environment where you're going to preserve the really big bones of a T-Rex. You need sandstone washed in by a river or something mm. like that. So like a fabulous T-Rex is what we were... They're (laughs) fancy and deadly. Feather bones. (laughs) Yeah. I I wanted to ask him, sorry to jump in here, Nick. Uh, We saw a story that uh, that we chatted about not that long ago that uh, some... Prints were found at Valley Forge, mm-hmm. um, and what did you hear about that? These were uh, uh, permanent uh, prints. I forgot what the technical term is when you find those. Yeah, that's right. So um, dinosaur bones have never been found in Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania, because of the Appalachians, it sheds sediment, which form the coastal plain and the continental shelf. But there are impressions from Triassic Age rocks. So that goes back about 200 million years ago. And those rocks are forming as the Atlantic Ocean is forming. So we had Pangaea. That was all the continents were together. As Pangaea starts to rip apart, that happens right here in Pennsylvania. And it's a very arid environment. We've got dinosaurs stomping around in these mud beds. And some of them get preserved. And they've been found in Pennsylvania right I freaking here. love this. So you're, so you're saying when Pangaea broke apart, one of the... One of the tear lines, where approximately do we think it is in in relationship to Pennsylvania? It's exactly here. It's right on the Piedmont that Philadelphia is built on. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And if Holy hell! If you learn the geology of the Appalachians, you already know the geology of parts of Scotland and of the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. Because before the Atlantic opened, they were all the same Joined. mountains. That is I'm sorry. It tweaks my It's effing crazy, but yeah. it's so cool. I've mentioned a book uh, a few times on the show. It's called A Brief History of Nearly Everything. It's, yeah. uh, Bill Bryson's the author of it. And what's amazing to me is that book came out in around 2002 or 2003, and he writes frequently about what we don't know. Yeah. And, and the, the discoveries that have been made over the last 100 years, over the last 200 years, and, and people are constantly discovering new things. And um, the science behind them, to me, is fascinating. Can you talk a little bit about recent discoveries that um, in, in your field in paleontology that we didn't have any idea existed, say, 20 years ago or so? Sure. Well, I think, um, you know, we're increasingly learning that dinosaurs were more diverse and really more magnificent than we ever knew. We're finding just these bizarre things. Last year, a dinosaur was published from the tar sands of Alberta in Canada this thing's preserved in 3D. It's like being in a room with a dinosaur. You can see every scale. You can see its armor. You can see, you know, it, little tiny details in its face and its lips. Um, so we're really getting a, a much better picture. So many uh, of the dinosaurs on that meat-eating branch that's closely related to birds, we're finding had feathers. Um, and there was a paper out just a couple of weeks ago that that showed that Dinosaur biodiversity was doing just fine before that asteroid hit. They were on every continent. They were flourishing. 
And they would probably still be here were it not for that the planet, cosmic accident. planet killer. So yeah. there was a wow. story about, I don't know what, uh, I, I briefly saw it in passing, that there is a, ra- a larger than had originally anticipated asteroid passing close, I think closer than the moon's orbit to Earth, correct? Yeah, we do not know where all the Earth-crossing asteroids are. Yeah. And, you know, the last one to hit us is, is not the one that ended the time of the dinosaurs. There's going to be another someday. And right. we, we really need to track all these things and develop the technology to get out there and divert them before they hit our planet. How good or how uh, – how are, you, are you ever consulted on this or is this – you know, I mean, because this is – it's one of those uh, elusive questions. I know people are are spending time, obviously, trying to investigate this, and there are actually plans in the works for diversion programs, right? Yeah, I had uh, breakfast last Monday with uh, Rusty Swikart, Apollo yeah. astronaut, and wow. he runs a uh, foundation called the B612 Foundation dedicated to planetary protection to try to uh, discover where all these killer asteroids are and to lobby countries to really, you know... Uh, Make a way to, to deflect To deflect things. them. Yeah. Nick was talking about uh, new discoveries. Uh, do they come along from time to time and <clears throat> make uh, scientists such as yourself rethink a lot of the past of what we believed and now, oh, my God, we got to factor this whole thing in too? They do. Um, generally, the way science works is you have incremental discoveries that kind of creep upon you year after year and then something comes through and it's a total paradigm shift. Yeah. That happened in 1980 when uh, the Alvarez's published their idea that the dinosaurs died from a meteor impact. Before that, we really had no idea what happened to them. That's as recent as the 80s, the the concept of of, of death due to a sort of a planet killer? Yeah, and and at the time it was thought of just one of a number of crackpot theories like mammals ate all their eggs or this was a published paper, uh, all the fiber-rich plants died out and the dinosaurs perished of constipation. (laughs) And when you you read things like that, it makes me think of what are we getting wrong now, you know, and and what, what theories are sort of established as actual fact. But maybe that's not quite the fact. You know, do you, do you think about that? Oh, sure. If history is a guide, future scientists will look at our work and they'll think, well, that was a really good idea and that was a really good idea. But all the rest of that stuff is really quaint and kind of cute that they actually <laughs> thought that. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well, for yeah. Ken, for, for science to exist properly, there always has to be a re-examination. And, and nothing should ever be over, you know, I mean... Stuff is, it's the whole scientific method. You need to keep retesting and checking for the validity, correct? That's right. Science is self correcting. Right. It's, it's, that's what separates science from dogma or philosophy or religion or politics. It's not a belief system. We check and recheck, and we're constantly trying to falsify our own ideas and our colleagues' ideas. All right. Two things here that uh, are on my mind recently there is so th- there was an article, I think it was in the New York Times, uh, talking about um, UFOs. And that the there has been a little bit of a shift now in the world of science about perceiving the the possibility of alien. You know, we always we, for a while we were taught, OK, it's too expansive that races could have crossed time or whatever to, to come here and so on and so forth. But that shifted a little bit. Was that article a accurate? And B, where do you stand on this? That that we're actually have been and continue to be visited by extraterrestrials. Well, life evolves from natural processes. Right. And uh, NASA and JPL, they're now discovering a new planet outside of our solar system literally every day. Right. There are thousands now of those planets that fall into what they call the Goldilocks zone. Right. You know, not too hot, not too cold, an Earth-like planet. And we know that life evolves from natural processes. So do I think this is the only place in the universe where there's life? No, certainly. That's that's impossible. 
Is there evidence that alien life has visited the planet? No, I don't no. think there is. And there is a lot of space in space. Yeah. Right, yes. If, yeah. if you look at our nearest neighbor, Alpha Centauri, uh, that's about uh, 4.3 light years away. That's the same as if you took uh, a grapefruit and set it on your desk here. That would be the sun. The Earth would be a grain of sand 50 yards away. Alpha Centauri would be a grapefruit in Denver. Yeah. Wow. And that's our next door buddy. Right, right. As close as it gets, yeah, yeah it's massive. Alpha Centauri is always the is the go to in science fiction, though, for the you know the the planet to get. In fact, do you think in Lost in Space they were traveling to Alpha Centauri? Sure, it's around uh, the corner. It's around the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so easy to get to. If you're just tuning in, uh, Kenneth Lacavaro is here, and uh, he's a friend of the show, and uh, recently won the Explorers Club Medal Award, a very exclusive club that is in very very prestigious award. Um, so obviously they focused on Dreadnoughtus and your book and all that stuff. What are you working on uh, right now? Because last time you were here, uh, we heard about finding out the origins of our of our being, I guess, uh, somewhere in a Home Depot parking lot or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is really what I'm most excited about now, which is the Edelman Fossil Park of Rowan, New Jersey, okay. of Rowan University. And um, – we have this amazing site there, which I think holds the key to the extinction of the dinosaurs. We actually can see the bones and the skeletons of creatures that died that day in that pivotal calamitous moment that wiped out 75% of life on the planet and really made the modern world as we know it. But better yet, we have, uh, we have about 25 feet of sediment above that that's full of fossils, and we can let the public collect from those layers when we have special events. So You oversee so that no, no, no incredible find is being we do. dismissed out of turn. So, so I, I love this, that this, this, this here, because I always thought we were, I knew there's, there's history to all of the area, obviously, and, and prehistoric history, and obviously. But I always thought we were kind of like a, like a more dull you know, part of the world for that. But now to have this here... You know, which could be again another major finding is phenomenal, and and it is. Preston's not kidding. It's it's basically almost adjacent to a, a Home Depot parking it's, lot. It's behind a Lowe's in Manhattan. A Lowe's, okay. Lowe's. Yep. Yes. and we are uh, we're building a fifty-seven million dollar museum there right now. We've got architects working on it uh, today, and um, Southern New Jersey is really the cradle of dinosaur paleontology. Dinosaurs are first recognized in England, but they can't really figure out what they are. That's why they get that name. Dinosaur means terrible lizard in eighteen forty-two. In 1858, the first real skeletons found in Haddonfield, New Jersey. And then in 1866, the first tyrannosaur is found in Mantua Township in South Jersey. That is so awesome. Yeah. Bones? Yeah, bones. <laughs> no, alive! I, I didn't... I mean, what just, is that? Here's the deal. So, as a kid growing up, my sister would always find four-leaf clovers. Yeah. She'd find arrowheads. She'd find, you know, these things. Yeah, she... I've never found a goddamn yeah, yeah, thing yeah. in my life. <laughs> And I want to find a fossil. I want. I go want to the to dig. Well, that, I mean, but I don't want to find it at a dig. Yeah, I, want, yes. I want to stumble across something. Casey went to the Grand Canyon last year, and I would imagine that that area is littered with stuff like that. It is. Yeah. What do you when you guys are looking? Um, you just throw a dart and go. Let's start digging over there and take a look. Or how do you narrow down what's going to be "quote unquote" fertile ground for this stuff? We all use the same formula. It's it's not just dumb luck. We we have to find rocks of the right age, depending on what you're interested in. Yeah. They have to be sedimentary rocks so that a fossil could have formed. And then today, it needs to be an arid environment where you get good exposure of the rocks and good rates of erosion pushing back the hillsides. Or an artificial quarry like we have in New Jersey. And then you just get yourself on the ground and you walk. 
and it just it just takes it takes an investment of time. Obviously, I find that the harder I work, the luckier I get. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to know what you're looking for too. Is it easy to find? You know, like like uh, plant fossils and things like that. Are they fairly common? That's a different kind of prospecting. Okay. So you'll find plants inside the the pages of shale. So you get shale. You There's get a, loads of shale out where I live. So. Well, you can find it. You get there. You get a pile between your knees, and you get a, a chisel and a hammer, and you start breaking them open like like the pages of books. Yeah, because it. And you it will find flakes them. off. Yeah. You need uh, to hang around us. with Ken and okay. go out. And, and what you need to do is go back to your sister with a full Tyrannosaurus skull. <laughs> Looky what I found. I know. I know. Ken, I want to ask you two things um, <laughs> before I forget. The first is, what is Buzz Aldrin like? Because uh, I, I find him to be fascinating, not to mention an American hero. And uh, two, if we could bring dinosaurs back to life, because there have been uh, recent discoveries that maybe there's DNA that can be injected into whatever, uh, should we, uh, a la Jurassic Park? Uh Buzz Aldrin is amazing. He's personable. He loves being Buzz Aldrin, and he's really good at it. He's got a, a knee-buckling handshake, and he uh, loves to talk about the space program. Love oh, that's it. That's cool. Good. Yeah. Hey, before you answer next question, I think what he's bringing up is there was a story not too long ago where they had some pretty uh, pristine mastodon tissue, and they were taking that and, I guess, doing what they called exciting it or something along those lines to see if there was growth that was potentially possible. And apparently the prospects were pretty positive. Now, they're saying that it's a long way off before they're going to be able to extract whatever it is they need to get to that and, you know, maybe create a living, current-day mastodon. Um, so it, they're working on that type of technology. What do you think ethically is uh, is the proper course? Well, for animals like the mastodon, they went extinct not that long ago. The last population of, of mammoths went extinct while the pyramids of Giza were being built in Egypt. So they were here with us, and, and we killed them. So for things that, that we humans drove into extinction, I think the right thing to do is to bring them back. And I think we're going to have that technology pretty soon. We do have mastodon DNA. We had the, mm-hmm. the, so the, There was a Russian, uh, they, I, I, was it a woolly mammoth? They found the actual flesh yeah. in, intact? The, so those are what we call sub-fossils. They're not yeah. that old. They're only thousands of years old. And they right. get frozen in the permafrost. When they start to weather out, uh, wolves actually will show up and eat their flesh. Because there's, there's, they, they, they sense the decaying flesh. It's like flesh. mammoth jerky. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, so do you foresee, obviously it's all speculative at this point, you know, what do, what's the scientific consensus on, on the reintroduction of a... Uh, of a species that went extinct, you know, like like a dinosaur. Is that are they in it just to see what comes from the science involved in trying to get to it, or is the end game really to do that? Uh, there are people working on this problem right now. There are now de-extinction conferences. Okay, there's a guy who's bought thousands of acres in Siberia. He's calling it Pleistocene Park to reintroduce mammoths there, and uh, these animals have a place in the ecosystem. The, yeah. the mammoths help recycle. Um, all that really coarse tundra vegetation and, and their scat then help the soil become more fertile and, and forests grow. Wow. For very ancient animals like dinosaurs, we don't have their DNA. We recover proteins from them, but that's a long way from DNA. Okay. They don't have a place in this world. This is no longer the dinosaur Or well, they can help with the deer overpopulation, maybe. <laughs> you know? I mean, let's think about the positives here. And then, of course, you got to get a Tyrannosaurus to take care of the William Mammoth. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Before yeah. you know, you're, you're back to getting the mouse to scare the uh, elephant. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> on the day of this planet-killing event, this, mm-hmm. which now you're directly tied to with yeah. this, this moment in, in history, the, the initial asteroid hits the Earth. 
in that moment, what percentage of life on Earth was immediately exterminated? Do you do you happen? Do you know? Is there is there most of what most of on it. land? So in in the ocean, it took a little while, but um, it blows a hole in the ground off the coast of Mexico, the size of Massachusetts by twelve miles deep. Imagine what Massachusetts weighs. So right. you take that rock, throw it up through the atmosphere. It goes into low Earth orbit. Now it's got a tremendous amount of potential gravitational energy. When that stuff comes in, it's got to balance the energy books. It does that. If you've seen a movie like Apollo 13 with a space capsule returning, imagine that day trillions and trillions of little millimeter-sized space capsules, each flaming into the atmosphere, each one heating up a little parcel of air around itself. And the result is right now the argument is that day globally – the temperatures get up to toaster oven for a few hours mm-hmm. or pizza oven for a few minutes. Wow. Either way, if you're on the surface of the planet like the dinosaurs and have no place to shelter, you die that day. You're incinerated. Wow. Are you are, are most of them incinerated instantly? They are. Yeah. Um, there's also a magnitude 10 or 11 earthquake. There's tsunamis that might have been a mile high. Um, landslides, a really bad day. So what survived? What? How were we able to you know, become and and what lived and, and brought life continuously to the earth. To survive, you need to be small. You need to have modest uh, needs. Right. And you need to have been able to get underground. Okay. Our ancestors at the time, we at the time, were tiny little mammals that lived in the dinosaur world for for about 140 million years, living in the hidden and forgotten recesses of the Saurian world, hoping never to be noticed. Right. And then the dinosaurs go extinct. And we climb out from our hidey holes under the blue sky. We go from nocturnal to daytime creatures and immediately start to evolve into just this, you know, uh, cornucopia of mammals that we see today. Was there anything ocean-related that, um, that we believe survived through the, the, um, the, the great impact and, and then continued on through, past that? Yeah, in the ocean, the scene is. It's kind of like a parallel mass extinction. All that dust and gas in the atmosphere shrouds out the sun. Right. Pretty soon, the plankton can't do their thing, and it kicks out the base of the food chain. Okay. That ripples up quickly. So big things like those sea monsters, like mosasaurs and plesiosaurs, they start to starve. But smaller things do okay. Little fishes do okay. Some sharks go extinct, rays in particular. Um, For animals like crocodiles and sea turtles, they burrow, and they do pretty well as well. Well, the, yeah, that was that was going to be my question about crocodiles and alligators and so forth. They're the things that we look at mostly and go, okay, there you go. There's our dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nowadays, um, but they uh, they survived from that time. Or? Yeah, they're burrowers. Okay, okay. and so burrowers. there are many crocodiles and turtles that make it through that boundary. Okay. If the asteroid hadn't hit, uh, can we t- predict how things would be different, or is that impossible? Well, you know, we can see the dinosaurs dominate the land for 165 million years. They're doing great. And then that asteroid wipes them out. Why not another 65 million more? And if that were the case, we would still be little shrew-like animals trying to stay out of the way of the dinosaurs. Hmm. I don't like that uh, outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's unrelentingly fascinating, uh, you know, this stuff. So, And when when is the projected date of this next book coming out? Um, well, I'm working on the book right okay, now, so right. probably two years. All right. Yeah. Hey, what's the most prehistoric current, prehistoric-like animal that's that's alive right now that is still existing to this day that you would say kind of goes way, way, way back? Uh, somebody texted in and said horseshoe crabs. Well, the, exactly. The horseshoe crab is a great example of okay. that. If you look at horseshoe crab from a half a billion years ago from the Cambrian, 
It looks like a horseshoe looks crab like that a you horseshoe find crab. in Cape May. No wow. I kind of liken the horseshoe crab. They're kind of like the Guinness beer <laughs> of animals. Like Guinness makes one product. That's mm-hmm. all they do. They've been making that same product, and it just works. Yeah. You know, and if you look at other companies, think of like, you know, SpaceX or Google. Uh-huh. Are they going to be here in 100 years, or is Guinness beer going to be here in 100 <laughs> years? Right? And so the horseshoe crab, that just works. That's going to be here in a million years. I saw it was one of the great, uh, I was a BBC series, or for, and they, you know, where they, they use the, the computer graphics to give you a, an idea of what things would look like. And, and they had projected a future evolution past man where, where perhaps Ooh. the octopus would um, morph into something, uh, a sentient uh, creature that was sort of a, a, the next replacement to us. Uh, just wild um, hypothesis, or do you, you see any credence to that? Well, the octopus is really smart. That's yeah. probably as close as we can get to you know looking at an alien life form that occurs right here right. on Earth. But the thing about evolution is there's no trajectory, there's no momentum. It's all about the now. It's okay. all about... Are you able to have more babies than this person over here? And are they going to survive? And if that's the case, your genes get passed on and those genes don't. It's just about the now. Sort of a crapshoot then, right, in a way? Yeah. 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 Based on those various uh, variables. Wow. Uh, Kenneth, we got a lot of people that are, that are texting in that are, that okay. are big fans of yours. Do you uh, speak in front of groups so there's people that can come and see you? You know, uh, how, how can people access you if they want to uh, to, to learn, learn more about I this? I do. Stuff? I speak frequently. Um, you can email us at fossils.rowan um, uh, uh, fossils or fossils.rowan.edu. Um, I have a speaker's bureau, actually, and so I go out and I, I speak with the American Program Bureau. Okay. Um, Wow, it's just uh, it's fascinating stuff. It's so cool, and uh, we're really, really excited that you got this honor. And uh, that's just another another feather, another dinosaur feather in your cap. <laughs> and we're glad you have uh, no taste and still manage and still come to this show, yes. thinking that <laughs> that it's a proper thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's cool. It's uh, it's great if you're just tuning in, uh, Kenneth Lacavara, and he has won uh, this wonderful uh, honor. It's called the Explorers Club Medal. And uh, did they they just hand out one a year, I guess, or uh, one, a year. Yeah. one a year? One a year. Sometimes not one a year. No kidding. Yeah. All right. That's that's phenomenal. Is what that pure you... gold on the on your neck there? What? Um, What's that made? Is that I, I velvet? So I haven't I haven't bit it yet. But... Until he <laughs> until he gets to his car, it's fake. Right. Yeah. No chocolate on yeah. the stuff. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Congratulations, Kenneth. Always great to have you by here. Thank we you so much. It. And uh, by the way, the name of his book: Why Dinosaurs Matter, and you will definitely want to check that out. Kenneth J. Lacavara, guys. Geological professor and winner of the Explorers Medal Club Medal. Very cool. All right, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay close. Oh, and we are the champions. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. Highlight. 
highlighting our fourth matchup of the day from the Anyway uh, quadrant of the bracket system that we have, which you can view on uh, WMMR.com. We're taking our Daily Rush videos. We're pitting them up against each other to eventually find the champion, and you're the one who gets to vote on them. So we have a number one seed against a number 16 seed, but it's going to be all up to you. We have had upsets in Excuse me. In the uh, the competition. So, first of all, we have going up is Kathy's teacher. Oh, that's the number one seed against Manson knows best, which is the number sixteen seed. Uh, you can vote for these at wmmr.com. I'm going to play a clip from each just to remind you. So this is the number one seed. This is from uh, Kathy's teacher. Here we go. I mean, I know that we had them. I remember filing into the gymnasium for something, but I don't. I don't ever remember. Wouldn't you anything. usually leave with the teacher you were dating? Stop. <laughs> Steve. Listen, baby, this is a real snoozer. Let's go out for some drinks. <laughs> Let's go out for drinks. Did I really say gymnasium, too? Like, gymnasium. What was I talking Sounds like to? Pierre. You know, yeah. for various athletic competitions. What are you talking about? All right, and then that's going to face off against Manson Knows Best. Here's a quick clip from that. This isn't my knife. It's a melon baller. <laughs> <laughs> the voice in my head says we're going out for ice cream. That was if uh, Charles Manson had a sitcom. All right, so it is once again Kathy's teacher versus Manson knows best, and you can vote right now at wmmr.com. Look for the Daily Rush Madness banner. Click on that, and you can either watch the videos or just vote. Either one you want to, but I. I'd, Get back up to speed on those vids if I were you before you vote. So uh, that is available now, so get to it. Uh, real quick, a um, couple of stories I uh, saw over the weekend, uh, one of them being that Viking cruise line ship. Wild. Uh, where they actually had to do helicopter rescues. It was the seas were 20, 20 feet high. They were talking about waves that made it impossible to pull a boat up alongside this ocean liner, which was not completely floundering, but was, you know... Yeah. Pitching back and forth. And the engine was dead. So dead, they, yeah. they had to get people off somehow or another. But, yeah, it was moving so much they couldn't use boats. So they had, yeah. to, they had to get hundreds of people off, just a couple of people at a time. Uh, helicopters. Uh, in the helicopter. So can you imagine being on the ship? No. This is going on. <laughs> and how do they determine who's going first? You know what I mean? How do they well, determine I think, the order? I, I heard Billy Zane went first, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably... <laughs> It probably was pretty chaotic, but there were some people that were injured. Not seriously, but m- my guess is they took those people first. Yeah, but then you've got several hundred people who aren't well, injured. Other people who had, got, just got to get in line. And like and 800 way, people had to stay on board. Yeah. 400 it, or so crew members and then 400 or so passengers. Uh, what, after they evacuated all those people? All, all of those people. Those people had to stay on board. I don't know what happened in the in the end. You know, I guess they got the wow. ship to land, but yeah. Okay. I tell you what, though, I would immediately identify as a woman. Yeah. Take me. I'm a woman. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I see. All women and children. Uh-huh. Not only that, I'm a female child. Tell me I'm not. I'll see you in court, buddy. Uh, I've been on a handful of cruises, and I've been on some that, that where the, the water, you know, gets choppy, and it, it can scare you. It can be freaky. No I was question. on, it was the USS, was it the USS? No, maybe it was a Greek ship. So the, well, it was, it was a, uh, the Olympia. Okay. And it was heading down to, uh, I told you this, Bermuda, to Hurricanes Cross. Oh, my God. 
Uh, the imagery, <laughs> I, I uh, thank God I was a child seeing it that way because obviously the, everyone sort of mitigated. <laughs> it's just, it's just something. We'll be fine. But I clearly remember going up to like the promenade deck and pulling yourself along the the hallways with a rope yeah. because the ship was pitching back and forth so much, and um, swells that were so high that uh, on the promenade deck it would. You you lost the sky. I mean, they were going up oh, so high wow. that you were dipping into troughs like that deep. And uh, now these were really accomplished sailors, uh, and obviously so. Uh, but this was tech from decades ago, and we made it through. But Jesus Christ, it was. I'm, I'm glad now. I probably would have defecated my body weight. <laughs> the one and only time I ever went on a cruise, um, we got you know one with a balcony, and during a storm, it was the middle of the night, so it was pitch black. It, the storm woke me up, and I just opened the door because I. I don't know. I just wanted to check it out. I just wanted yeah. to see. The door went flying open, and it was. I stepped out for probably five seconds and was so scared. I'm like, <laughs> okay, get back into the damn room. But wow. I mean, the waves were coming up over. I mean, if I would have, if I would have went fully outside, I probably would have gotten wet. Could have washed off. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been on this cruise line. I've yep. been on Viking uh, cruise ships before. We went from uh, Stockholm to. Um, uh, we went to uh, Helsinki, yeah, Finland, and it was just an overnight trip. Right, uh, but you go through what's called an archipelago, which is a series. It, it's just littered with islands. I mean, all over the place. And this gigantic cruise ship has to negotiate, slalom through this stuff, and it's it was just scary just looking, going between all these these dotted islands all over the place. Having spent the formative years when my dad, um, you know, got we got this seventeen foot boat when he'd always wanted to get a boat, and you know, it's like oh, there you go my weekends. But uh, we would go, we would go out, and I was always I was first mate. I was Gilligan on on the thing mm-hmm. all the time. But when you're negotiating around areas where you're going into shallows yeah. and you're and you're coming up along the shore or rocks, you know, it's it'll scare the crap out of you. Is that a sailboat? No, no, no. Oh, okay. it's a powerboat, which better for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because uh, m- m- by the way, I I would have been dead. Either mm-hmm. I would have committed suicide or my father would have killed me because there's no way I could work a sailboat. On my bucket list, I have a list of. Things that I want to get to when Rochelle and I are eventually empty nesters and we'll have extra time yeah. on our hands. I think I would like to learn how to sail, meaning yeah. how to uh, a, a sailing ship as opposed yeah. to a motorboat, which I know I'm fine with, uh, but would learn nautically how to navigate and run a sailboat. Everyone I, I know mind who, doing it. Everyone I know who does it and does it loves it, and then eventually like goes back to a powerboat. Because well, yeah, it, so it's just, I'm not going to buy a boat, and right. I'm not going to I'm not going to sail the coast right. of, of Maryland or anything like that. I would just like to have the knowledge to be able to do it, and that's it. I would I would never do anything with it. It's like scuba diving. I've got you know we'll go once every couple of years, and that's pretty much it. You know? What would you name the sailboat if you? Oh, if you wow. It'd have to be the Captain Blackfingers. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it would. Yep. <laughs> No, I have no interest. No None? interest in okay. no, no. It's no it's amazing, Casey. Yeah. It really is wonderful. And when you're when you're on with a group of people who know what they're doing, yeah. it's also also uh, boats like that. Uh, they're wonderful, but they are a money pit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. any boat, they always. I, I, it used to be how many thousands per foot when you purchased a boat, which would end up anticipating paying over the lifetime of the boat. It's crazy well, money. Well, they tell you as a boat owner, the two greatest days of your life are yeah. the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Owning a bar God, or something like that. Get, Got get rid, rid of that. that. I would, of of all the kinds of boats or watercrafts, I would own a wave runner. I would do that. I think I would do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you think uh... somebody just called me a motorboat and son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you motorboat, <laughs> motorboat? Did you, you motorboat, motorboat son, son of a bitch? bitch? <laughs> you old sailor, you. <laughs> Did you see him? <laughs> you couldn't All right. Right. for speed or for pleasure. <laughs> what you couldn't like uh, take a. Wave runner across the ocean. Of course, right? you could. people do it all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, great obviously, you would run out of gas. They have refueling stations yeah. along the way. Yeah, but like, do you think that you know? If There's you were, a guy sitting there on a floating uh, jet. If uh, you had a trail boat with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, it might be very difficult. I mean, there are people who row across large bodies of water. Now, along the way, they meet torrential mm-hmm. weather problems every single time. You remember the uh, the Kraken girls that we knew? Fear the Kraken. Fear yeah. the Kraken. They they went through some rough seas. Actually had a friend who uh, wave ran, I guess you call it, uh, from New Jersey all the way down to uh, like Florida. But they were never far off, and and so it Wait was. Wait a like, minute. It, so so was, they, they were on like the the, the inter- wave runners. Yeah, wave runners. So it's a wave running club that this guy was a part of, and and so they did this trek, this trip from Jersey all the way down to Florida. I guess they, they don't get further than like a half mile off of the shoreline, or maybe a mile. Of course, okay. yeah, go off and, the continental shelf. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. They they weren't far off. I guess they just stayed along uh, the intercoastal and and stuff like that. But they went all the way down, and then they. I guess they would run like. Here you go, Case. Yeah, six, seven hours a day. Story up here. A Spanish count has become the first person to cross the Atlantic Ocean on a jet ski. Shut up. I guess they must have done it that way, Case. It must have had a mothership along. It was very (laughs) difficult. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but uh, so the the guy that I know, Alan's his name, he said, uh, Alan, Alan, uh, it was a good idea at first, but then like when you're on a wave runner for like six, seven hours a day, it gets... Your ass is hamburger meat. It's really, really difficult after a while. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another nautical story. Steve, you sent this over to me. If that doesn't sound like your cup of tea, maybe you want to get in a submarine and uh, be a part of an expedition to the Titanic. Uh, they have week-long expeditions to the Titanic that are set to depart from uh, St. John's NL. Is that the Netherlands, uh, Nick? St. John's NL? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, this June, oh, it's Norman Lipschitz. No, it's uh, Newfoundland. <laughs> it's the guy who owns your company. <laughs> or Newfoundland. Oh, <laughs> like Norman Lipschitz. <laughs> Norman, we got these people who want to see the we Titanic. We got more Titanicers on the phone. <laughs> Norman? Yeah, how you want to see it? Uh, this June, it's going to be the first manned surveys of the decaying vessel since 2005. And you can pay to go on this. Now, it'll cost you about $170,000 per ticket. Per ticket. But you can ride along the Titan submarine. Uh, Stockton Rush, CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions in the U.S., uh, the company is running the show, and they are defending the hefty price tag, saying that the trip is more the worthwhile for an experience, he said, is it's a um, is more rare than space travel. So, Preston, when they first started doing this, and when they were, you know, doing the initial research, and even when Cameron went down for Ghost of the Abyss, James Cameron, um, the um, they would have to go down, and there was really nothing like there was just like little porta pots that like little things, you know, little portable units to pee and and go to the bathroom in. Oh yeah, you, you're, I, I I would imagine that this sub might have a little bit more in the way of amenities. Uh, I don't know. You only, you only go down for eight hours at a time, right? Uh, so yeah, the amenities. No, you're in fact you're going to be working if you if you pay for this. Okay. Uh, so 
Yeah. Um, so they said that uh, the CEO said what we're doing is something that's going to add to the historical record of the Titanic, what it's like now, how it is decaying, what kind of marine life is there. We're going to be making real discoveries. The mission specialists, as passengers are called, uh, range in age from early 20s to late 70s. I am Captain Norman Lipschitz. Um, they take you'll, you'll be my crew. They take a hands-on role in data gathering with training in underwater photography, sonar operation, and other note-taking duties. So you're not just along for the ride. You're yeah. going to be participating in the actual research of what's going on. Do you get to go outside and swim around a little bit? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> if, if you get the, the entertainment package. <laughs> the, the elite. Oh, you purchased the elite package. You buy into that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rush said that the biggest physical requirement is agility. He said, like, the ability to climb a ladder or stand on a chair without ex- uh, assistance, for example. So it's not much. What am I, an Olympic athlete? But you do have to have some uh, physical ability. I, I would assume, yes. And you, you would, uh, I, I, you probably have to have taken a physical to make sure you're able to yeah. do this. You're not going to die on the way down. Uh, they said there are a number of unknown unknowns to explore on each week-long mission at the site of the ocean disaster. Would you do it for the money? If the money was not an issue, would you oh, do it? yes. I would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I don't have any fear of that. They're um, also saying that, that the there are uh, uh, erosion aspects to the wreck, Preston, that are revealing things we haven't seen before. Well, that's what they said. Yeah, they're going to seek the uh, to answer the question of how fast rusticles or bacteria are devouring the ship's, devouring the ship's remains. Bacterial damage done to the vessel since the last robotic survey. So it's been since 2010 since they've even sent robots down there. Uh, But it may reveal previously unseen corners of the wreck because of the, you know, deterioration, possibly exposing more artifacts (sighs) and personal effects from the so-called unsinkable ships, uh, drowned travelers. You can see the actual spot where Jack sketched Rose. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, here's a question about that. Now, I've seen documentaries and the James Cameron yeah. one where they go down and they and they take a look at these artifacts and things you can clearly see oh, you yeah. know inside but what I've never seen are skeletons human remains no it, does that stuff exist in there or not I wonder or if do that... they choose not to show that I don't think it can exist anymore I, I okay. think that, I mean maybe because of the temperature of the water but I, I, I would I would guess that over uh, a certain amount of time that they all eroded we, or were eaten away. Are we thinking there's still some people trapped down there? No, we're not thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I say, what's here? Is this? But I thought maybe some, you know, uh, skeleton uh, right. uh, material might still well, stick around. I, I don't think know. probably on a, on a certain level it, it just would have eroded, you know, completely away or, or, or dissolved. But who knows? Um, I mean, it's, what is it, two and a half miles down? I'm not sure that I believe that's the, the two and a half. So you say that's not far. Think about going well, down in the way water, far. two and a half miles. Each dive on the five-person submarine will last eight hours. Uh, when not exploring the depths of the cold Atlantic, mission specialists will be able to help assemble a virtual reality project with partner Virtual Wonders, and that project aims to reconstruct the hull and eventually bring the wreck. Uh, site to a wide audience through virtual. Reality. Well, then we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> we can afford that. Get it for our PS uh, VRs. There are only two of the fifty-four spots that remain open for the six 2019 expeditions, and more are available for 2020. So you can you can buy into if you got an extra 170 G's per oh, person. If you want to go on that, so a ride on the Virgin One is what about that? About two hundred grand. 
right? Well, I I've forgotten what the latest is. Yeah. I think I might feel more comfortable going in the sub. Okay. As opposed to, because Virgin had the one blow up the one time, and that's that's not a good track record. Yeah. Um, We've only had one blow up. Are you ready to sign up? It would be pretty amazing to see the Earth from that height. Yeah. Um, but I think the cooler, safer bet might be the submarine. Well, we're, you know, as we were just uh, discussing, the you know the, the depths that have not been explored. Mm. Yep. I mean, when they found that, when they, you know, and they were testing underwater um, survey equipment, and that's how you know the uh, um, Ballard. Uh, you know, uh, was able to sort of uh, take some of that technology and, and, and satisfy his need to search for the Titanic. Do you remember that? Up to that point, they're never going to find it. They're never going to find it. It's a needle yeah. in the haystack. They're never going to find it. And then they freaking found it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and then one other thing that I saw, and it does include people that pilot ships, which kind of what we were on anyhow. Uh, I thought this was kind of neat. Passengers on a Delta flight from Los Angeles uh, last weekend were stunned to learn that they were in the hands of a family piloting team. It was Captain Wendy Rexon and her first officer daughter, Kelly Rexon. Wow, the Rexons. Mother and daughter piloting the aircraft. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Rexon. Rex off. Rexon, Rex off. The Rexons. Uh, after a flyer took a picture of the photo in the cockpit of the plane, they quickly made waves on Twitter with more than 16,000 retweets. Uh, the passenger, Dr. John R. Wartret had, uh, or Wartret had treated, uh, tweeted, great flight inspiring for young women. That's not how you fly the plane. You <laughs> oh, fly no. like that. Oh, it turned geez. into a porn. Good Lord. <laughs> Watchhead, who is the chancellor of the uh, Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Florida, learned about the crew's familial bond after a woman boarding the aircraft asked a flight attendant if her two kids could visit visit the pilots. And he said he overheard the family talking about the mother and daughter flying the plane. He said that's when he learned uh, that the aviation has even deeper roots in the Rexon family. Wendy's father is a retired pilot while her husband flies for American Airlines, and their other daughter, Kate, is also a pilot. That is awesome. Their dog is a pilot, too. I had no idea. This daughter looks very young. Yeah, she does. Can I fly, Mommy? She's She's the first officer. That's pretty cool. I like like it. I I think it's cool when you hear about families who, like, everybody does the same thing. You know, like, uh, there's police officers or... Yeah. Or or it's like in uh, my cousin Vinny. Well, my father was a mechanic. My brother's a mechanic. (laughs) My uncle's a mechanic. My three cousins are mechanics. I'm a mechanic. Um, So that seems to be that type of thing. Did you and your father ever fly commercial jets together? Yeah, we did. We did. (laughs) And uh, and then, you know, we decided something more exciting would be... There's nobody up there. Let's do it. (laughs) My dad was an accountant. (laughs) So, um, so you guys did that together? Let's balance, together. Let's balance books together. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, we should take a break. And as we do that very thing, let's give away some of these movie passes for Shazam. We have a screening. Now, it's at the IMAX UA Riverview. And it's on Monday, April 1st at 7 p.m. You'll need to be there by 6.30. But this looks like a fun movie. It really does. And I, again, I told you. Some of the advanced word on this says this is the best movie in the DC universe. We uh, have, uh, I'm going to give away four pairs of tickets right now. 215-263-WMMR and Shazam is going to be opening nationwide on Friday, April 5th, by the way. So go ahead and give us a call and we'll pop you on that list. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. And I got some bizarre file stories saved up for you. Stay down. 93.3 WMMR presents an epic co-headline summer tour with Corn. 
Saturday, August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion with special guests under oath. Tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Corn and Allison Chains North American Tour. August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm going to do a couple of short, <coughs> short outs if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, I've been slacking on these. I apologize, folks. Let me get to them. Listen, you're only human. Uh, and this is uh, the the date on this old <laughs> to explain it. Uh, Gadzooks, Crumbums, longtime listener, first time charter. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, actually three of them. One for my lifelong best friend, Tyler Zampiri. Uh, one for his wife, Sam, and one for their newborn healthy baby boy, Jack Bernard, born on March 9th. So I'm a little late getting to this. Uh, daily podcaster, now live in Virginia, uh, but which also means I have yet to meet my new nephew, so I wanted to send some love through our favorite radio show. Tyler and I, unfortunately, don't get to see each other that much due to the distance, but when we do, Preston see for the first things we talk about. Uh, Tyler's on paternity leave until the 25th. That's today. Uh, Tyler will probably hear live on the road as he's in a truck driver, and I'll catch us on the podcast. Thank you, Preston C, for your shows, podcasts, charities, events, and everything else you do, you rock with lots of love, and that is from Kurt Ennis. So here you go. Shout out to the happy new family. Also, there's one that says, I was hoping you can give a birthday shout out for my older brother, Pat Riley of New- Newark, Delaware. No, not that Pat Riley. Oh, man. March 20th. Amazingly, he shares his birthday with Pat Riley, the former NBA coach. He's now 38 and first introduced me to President Steve when we rode together to high school in the late 90s on Y100. Uh, we've both been dedicated listeners ever since. He more so than me, as he is lucky to drive for a living. And I know it would be a kick for him to hear you guys give a sh- uh, shout-out or shout-out. If you are, are able, I'd be super appreciative. Thanks so much for making us laugh past 22-plus years. That's from Colleen Riley. So a shart, if you will, please. That's for you guys. And then a thank you. I'll send a shout-out because we got this giant box, and it came with a letter, and it says, Dear WMMR friends, we heard you were recently talking about Philly favorites and mentioned our scrumptious peanut chews from one Philly favorite to another. Enjoy with our appreciation. Best regards, and that is from Gail C. Downs, plant manager of Goldenberg's Candy Company. Wow. So they sent us a box. So that's where all the peanut chews yep. came from. They sent us the original dark and the milk chocolate as well. So, thank you, Gail. That was very, very nice of you. Didn't that you is that? awesome. Yeah, I love those things. That's like my favorite movie theater treat. It's oh, the really, peanut really chews? Really yep. yeah, did we get rid of those yet? I mean, I gave up chocolate for Lent, so I can't touch them yet. Uh, they're going to be around for a while. There's tons. There's so many of them. we got Peace. plenty of them. They'll oh. be around when you're done, so don't worry about it. I know. Many. I keep passing them and looking, too. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Someday soon. Hey, can I just do a quick shard as well? Because I yeah. owed this guy a shard since uh, Clearwater. Show. Uh, ran into a guy after the show on Friday, and his name is Oops. Oops. And Oops oh. wanted to send a shard out to all his friends in Roxborough, Maniunk. So this is from Oops to Roxborough, Maniunk. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we got the Bizarre File. Let's get to it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, Bizarre File this morning. Yeah, you know what? I grabbed the wrong Sequoia. Brought to you by a fine sponsor. Ah, Sequoia Outback. Yeah, All right, I got to get the official wording. My wife is just over there, by the way. Make sure that we convey the proper message that they want us to at this point in time. Uh, (laughs) 
Sequoia Outback. You can uh, create the backyard of your dreams during Sequoia Outback. Uh, they have their spring into Sequoia sale, which is going on now. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. A Florida man has been convicted of second-degree murder. Listen to this. In the stabbing death of his co-worker in what began as a dispute over gumbo seasoning. Gumbo seasoning mm-hmm. erupts into a murder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando Thompson. And he's from Florida. There yeah. you go. Orlando, yeah. Exactly. Florida man. Was found guilty. In the death of Caleb Halley, and uh, he faces up to life in prison for the crime, Thompson and Halley began arguing about how many spices to add to the gumbo that they were making at Buddy's Seafood Market. The argument quickly escalated into a physical altercation involving a two-by-four and a pocket knife. The pair separated, but Thompson is accused of starting up the fight again, this time with a decorative sword. (laughs) Halley tried to defend himself with a mop handle, but suffered stab wounds to the abdomen. And he ended up dying two days later. Oh, man. A surveillance video captured the incident, was used by prosecution to argue their case. Halley was known as the communi- in the community for serving as uh, Chief uh, Osceola of the Florida State University. He was the that's mas- the guy who handles the gumbo. He was the mascot uh, oh. from 2004 to 2007, so that's horrible. Well, at least it was for a good reason. Here is a follow-up story for you. Remember I told you about the the guy locked into dispute with the city over his fence height? Yes. Made some national headlines when he staged an unusual protest by adding naked mannequins to his yard (laughs) in plain sight of his neighbor. So his fence was too high, so he cut it down to the required amount, and then he put all these naked mannequins in his yard. The required amount, by the way, was only like three feet. And now there's a new twist. Someone has stolen two of the mannequins. That's theft. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the guy, Jason Windus, believes that the mannequin theft occurred due to that lowered fence, despite the presence of a guard, which is one of the other mannequins wearing a helmet. <laughs> uh, I would just keep adding back mannequins, yes. but worse mannequins, like real sex dolls and stuff like that. Uh, Windus said he originally built the tall fence in order to let his dogs out into the backyard. A naked man attempted to board a plane at uh, a Moscow airport while shouting that clothes make him less aerodynamic. (laughs) He realizes that uh, it's the plane that does most of the flying, right? (laughs) Not this guy. Uh, The man passed through the flight's registration before suddenly stripping off his clothes. These heavy clothes will not make it possible for me to fly. And running stark naked onto the jet bridge. Notice how my testicles wave in the wind. He shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. Am I the only one who knows this? He flies with more agility when undressed, a fellow passenger said. Like an eagle. Uh, The naked intruder was intercepted by airport staff before he could make it onto the plane. He was later detained by police officers, and after the police had... It's okay, I'm a werewolf. ...detained him, he was taken (laughs) to the airport's medical room and then was hospitalized in a medical facility. A video has been released of the man after police detention, handcuffed on the floor, (laughs) and still very naked. I love people who are crazy, but crazy with determination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you all who are crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. A horrified couple are asking for a change in the law after a perverted plumber was caught playing with his pipe next to their bed. Really? Yeah. Cops have call, have told uh, homeowners, John White and his wife, Leslie Burton, uh, that they can't charge despite the guy being filmed on their security camera. <laughs> so let me explain. Uh, the scout leader, who is John's best friend, was in their house to fix a downstairs boiler. 
But when John popped out for 15 minutes to buy some sandwiches, he got a message on his phone that someone had gone upstairs. Uh, so they had a security system. Sure, yeah. So the alert came from the motion sensor security that he and his wife installed to keep an eye on their daughters at bedtime. But this time, the footage, which lasts 10 minutes, shows this guy rifling through a bedside cabinet before taking out a sex toy and dropping his pants and using hmm. it. Was it a man's sex toy? They didn't indicate, but he pleasured himself. Uh, the married dad of three then scuttles into the bathroom before returning to rifle through another drawer. That pervert's playing with my fleshlight. Now, <laughs> police who arrested Leslie a week after his antics have now told the family that they can't bring any charges because none actually exist. Burton can't be charged without outrage or with outraging public decency because it occurred inside a home and mm-hmm. no one saw it. Uh, he was also not trespassing either because he was invited into the property to fix the boiler. I'll tell you what, though. I'd give him a bad review on Angie's list. Uh, he could have been charged with burglary for stealing a tube of lubricant from a drawer, but prosecutors say that the loss does not justify <laughs> the cost of a trial. Uh, Burton will now will now face no further action. Uh, John said it's a disgrace. It should be a sexual offense, but isn't covered by the law, and it needs to be addressed urgently. You'd think there'd be some aspect of the law that would address workers brought into your house allowed to whack whack it. One last story. A Chinese woman injected a fruit smoothie into her veins (laughs) in the hope that it would make her healthier. Sounds sounds feasible, right? That it almost killed her. Yeah. Uh, The woman... From whom Chinese authorities identified only as Zhang, blended a mixture of 20 different fruits and put it into an intravenous drip. Well, if you can drink it and it's healthy, shouldn't you be able to inject it into your veins and have it be healthy as well? Zhang said, I thought fresh fruits were very nutritious and it would not do me any harm by injecting it into my body. I had no idea it would get me into so much trouble. She started itching and developed a fever, but did nothing about it until her husband noticed his wife's discomfort. That shows it's working. She was rushed to the hospital where she was admitted to intensive care, and she had developed an infection in her liver, kidney, and heart, and was at risk of multiple organ failure. I'm almost embarrassed to ask this, but I have to. Did you, by any chance, inject yourself with a smoothie? Uh, luckily, doctors were able to cleanse her blood using dialysis and treated her with antibiotics. Mm. Her condition is uh, unimproved after five days, and she was moved to the kidney unit where she is expected to make a full recovery. There are a whole lot of people out there who seem to have no issue injecting stuff into their veins. <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking about heroin or anything like that. Other stuff that they think will make them healthy. Yeah, it's crazy. And that is your Bizarre File for now. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. See if you've been paying attention. Lesson question. And we've got uh, Trash, Music News, and Free Music Monday as well. So some more giveaways coming up, too. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush. A video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. For Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. And one more matchup to bring you up to speed on. This is from our Hey Bitches region of the brackets. We have a number five seed against a number 12 seed. And this is one of our more recent videos that's making it into the matchups that we have. 
Many of them are archival. Uh, Daily Rush Madness. Yeah, this one is just a few weeks ago. It's Preston's birthday mystery guest. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time on this one, voting on this one. This is uh, this is a predicament, yes, because the other one, these are two Preston-themed ones. So you have my birthday mystery guest, which you guys were brilliant at, <laughs> and uh, Preston's docking dream. <laughs> Oh, my God. Those against each other. So the mystery guest is a, is a five seed, and the docking dream is a 12 speed. Just to remind you what those two segments were about, here's a short clip from each. First, we'll start with uh, the mystery guest. Um, Philadelphia actor, black drummer. <laughs> you have three questions left, Russ. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you another hint. It's uh, the person who texted in black Tommy Lee. That's wrong. <laughs> it's not black Tommy Oh, that helps Lee. Yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Watching that back <laughs> was so funny. Uh, we uh, had no idea what you guys were doing. We'd set you up, and, and uh, so you were sure somebody you knew, and it was nobody you knew, but but to watch you you know go through the whole process was great. This yeah. is a tough pairing, though, but it also challenges you to say, what do I judge these by? What yeah. are the parameters, yeah. you know? All right, and the other one is the docking dream. <laughs> uh, here's a <laughs> clip from that. I've had sex dreams where Kathy, it's uh, the docking is about to happen, and hey, you were going to do it with another guy? You guys were going to dock together? Not, oh, okay. Yeah, not foreskin. That is a dream game, true. I, I mean, that's what docking is. Hi. <laughs> it's great because I'm not circumcised. Use a different analogy. Yeah. I've got lots to play with. Oh, my God. The talking dream. I was trying to come up with a euphemism, and I apparently I picked the wrong one. All right, so the voting is up. All right, we have all the matchups. I'll ring you up to speed on what they are today. It's Privilege has a new theme versus the Pudding Guy. Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout versus the Dumpster Pool Olympics. Harper Lee's Laser Tag against River Valley Vocal Band. Kathy's Teacher versus Manson Knows Best. And Preston's birthday mystery guest versus Preston's wow. docking dream. Yeah. So, um, honestly, uh, there's some heavy hitters that I, I don't know. I haven't gone through them. You, you've, you've tried, Casey. You said it's hard, right? It, uh, that last one, I think, was the hardest, the one hardest? Of, okay. of the day. All right. Brought to you by our friends at uh, Punchline Philadelphia Restaurant, Bar, Comedy Club. And we will have a, a prize uh, from those guys in conjunction with this whole thing, which we'll bring you up to speed on later on. In the meantime, we're going to do a different giveaway. We're going to do a lesson question. Today we give away a Phillies prize pack from Shop Runner, uh, and that includes uh, Bryce Harper Phillies official name and number T-shirt, Bryce Harper hometown T-shirt, Phillies 15-ounce stainless steel tumbler, and hat and a year-long membership to Shop Runner as well. So, uh, the question that we're going to go with this morning uh, is uh, St. John's NL stands for either St. John's Newfoundland or is named for whom? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. St. John's NL stands for either St. John's Newfoundland or is named for whom? Let's see if you're listening and know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And let's see what we got today, Steve. What's going on? Well, Barbara Streisand having to issue an apology for suggesting that Michael Jackson's alleged molestation victims didn't have it that bad because they're still alive and seem to really enjoy being with him. Streisand clarified her statement, saying molestation is something you can never dismiss unless you first consider record sales. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dre uh, trolled 
Lori Laughlin over the weekend, noting how his own daughter just got into USC all on her own. Dre says he's so happy for his daughter, especially since now she'll get to walk by the $70 million tech center he donated to the school. (gasps) And finally, believe it or not, Cardi B attempting to trademark her trill sound by having her lawyers file paperwork with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Cardi's legal team also plans on trademarking trademarking a new sound, waka waka, God. All right, right, Can you believe that's where we are in this world? Do do me a favor. I'm going to go to the answer here in just a moment. I I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I know. What what does she do that in her songs? In her song, yeah. In her songs, okay. So So the new one is waka waka. So she's trying to trademark that. She's trying to trademark. You know, I heard that went and beat it first when he was like all tough. He was like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that's really. What, that's a, that, when you're tough, you do that. Yeah. yeah. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you just. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, with that, then Nick should uh, Nick should trademark uh, holla. Yeah, man. I mean, people... because he says it in his own way. Yeah. You know, holla. <laughs> I own that. You do. Yeah. Well, you think you do. Yeah, maybe I don't. I know a lot the... of people are trying to steal it. Yeah. All right. We'll see if we can get an answer to this question. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so St. John's NL. Stands for either St. John's Newfoundland or is named for whom? Whom? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Hey, thanks. You guys rock. Thank you, Frank. So what does NL stand for? Norman Lipschitz. Yes, Norman (laughs) Lipschitz. (laughs) Hang on, Frank. We're going to give you that Phillies prize pack from Shop Runner. Includes Bryce Harper Phillies official name and number T-shirt, Bryce Harper hometown T-shirt, Phillies 15-ounce stainless steel tumbler and hat, and a year-long membership to Shop Runner. Shop Runner, an e-commerce network that offers its members free two-day shipping and uh, returns across 100-plus retailers. MMR listeners can sign up now for a free one-year membership at shoprunner.com slash WMMR. Preston, a sign of the times just occurred outside the window. I saw what? some geese coming uh, back all tan. They're turning. They're coming back around. <laughs> yeah. I love they're it. coming home. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> music news this morning is brought to you by Duncan. Fuel your day with iced coffee from Duncan. Uh, Duncan now has $2 medium iced coffee all day long. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Uh, ghost vocalist Tobias Forge has revealed that his 10-year-old twins are fans of his band. Might find that kind of odd. Uh, asked by Music Feeds when his children realized that what he did for a living, he said, well, they would have been about three years old when they realized what I did was pretty different to all the other moms and dads and their friends. They've responded to Ghost really well. They like the music so far, at least. Uh, they've been supportive, which I'm incredibly thank- thankful for as a parent. It's important to be as transparent as possible with your kids, and I want them to understand what I do and what it means. And why did I lead with this story? <laughs> Tobias Forge's kids like his music. Cardinal Copy 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 Copy. Cardinal Copy 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 Copy. Cardinal Copy 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 Copy. Ex corn drummer David Silveria has countersued the group, claiming the band owes him almost a million dollars. The 46 year old musician who left corn in late 2006 
sued his former bandmates in February 2015, saying that he still had ownership interest in corn and asked a judge to force the band to reveal how much money they've made since he left so that they could get his rightful share. So what you're saying is he wants some cheddar from corn. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so corn, listen, this this gets involved here. So corn countersued, and the oh. two sides reached an agreement in 2016 that called for Silveria to give up his rights to future corn royalties in exchange for a lump sum. But Silveria now claims his 2016 agreement with corn omitted any reference of the 2003 agreement between the partnership and the sound exchange. Uh-huh. Which administers royalties from non-interactive streaming recordings. Corn sued Silveria last month, claiming that he contacted Sound Exchange in July of last year, saying that he was entitled to his cut. Van claimed that this was in direct violation of the settlement agreement that he reached and asked him to withdraw his claim. Silveria apparently did not do so, causing Sound Exchange to place a hold on all payouts related to Corn. In his countersuit, in his countersuit, Silveria claims that he was unaware of the band had been receiving money from Sound Exchange to 2003 and alleged corn deal with Sound Exchange was entered into without his knowledge and was concealed for him from the him. What is that? Uh, he's suing for breach of contract, among other things, and asking for damages in excess of $750,000. Oh. Legal wranglings like this, and they go on and on and on But he and said, on. so he said, um, he defends his countersuit. He said, yes. I found out I was being stolen from. Uh, this is all about business, and I only what I'm right, want what I'm rightfully owed, and that's it. I have no hard feelings towards any of the guys. We were brothers once, and I love them all. It's just so business. I can, I can understand that if he saw that he was, you know, that's mine. That was supposed to be mine. Then I can understand why you might be pissed off and want to have that turned around. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Foo Fighters guitarist Chris Shiflett. Was uh, release, or I'm sorry, will release his fourth solo album titled "Hard Lessons" on June 14th. The 10-track LP includes the lead single "Welcome to Your First uh, Heartache," which is now streaming online. An immediate download of that song, as well as a second cut called "This Old World," comes with each digital pre-order. Uh, "Hard Lessons" is his fourth solo album, and it follows up to fourth. Yeah, it follows up uh, 2017's widely praised West Coast Town. I mean, sometimes these guys. Not unlike uh, Jeff Amen, you know, or Stone Gossard from really big bands will release these smaller projects and the, the fans will buy them, but yeah. that's kind of it. They're not doing it to make money. They're yeah. doing it so they can branch out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, former Creed sting- singer Scott Stapp has released or will release a new solo album titled The Space Between the Shadows Ooh. in July. He's already shared a visualizer video for the disc's first single called Purpose for Pain. Uh, he said about the track uh, that it's seeking a higher meaning, a spiritual mentality when dealing with our struggles and life's painful moments. There are unexplainable dark times that everyone goes through, and that pain is real. Uh, he said, if we can dig deep and hold, off, uh, hold on to hope during the most difficult situations, believing there's a purpose waiting for us on the other side, we can find meaning and clarity that gives us the strength <laughs> to keep fighting, he says. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Last piece of information. It's Free Music Monday. I'll take caller number 10 and give you the new solo album from Lamb of God guitarist Mark Morton. Mark Morton? Yeah, featuring contributions from Chester Bennington, Jacoby Shaddix, Miles Kennedy, Josh Todd, and more. It's called Anesthetic, and it's out now via Spine Farm Records. Caller 10 at 215-263-WMMR chores. Update just coming across my computer present. Tobias's kids uh, still like his music. They still yeah. like his music. Aww. This just in. Breaking news. <laughs> 
I don't know, dude. I was tired when I did. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. When I did my show said, uh, from the musical repository that is the legendary WMR, Preston Elliott just reported with an extreme degree of confidence. Tobias George's kids uh-huh. still enjoy his music. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do the, I'll go through the stories and then I'll, I'll forget to put them in an order of importance. The Pope has returned to the Vatican to address this. <laughs> And uh, that one I failed to catch. <laughs> Great. Your kids like your music. That's cool. cool. That's wonderful. Thanks for telling me. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get our first letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Do not miss that. I'll tell you all about it when we get back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. The Warhawks, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Here we are on this uh, Monday, of which you didn't win the Powerball. Sorry about that, but, you know, it happens. Here's, it's going to be like $800 million, this next one. Like Unbelievable. We're in that $800 million range for uh, um, Wednesday. It'd be wild to breach... So to a billion, uh, yeah, it's happened, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was that or Mega Millions, but yeah, one it of was them, one or the other. Somebody in South Carolina hit it. And Have we ever come close to a kajillion? Never, not even close. The highest but, was uh, like a one point six billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it was crazy. three people on that one. And there was a so the one in South Carolina. Um, you don't have to come out in in public, right? Right. 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 You have to one, identify so. who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to do what you do, Case. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up some set numbers and start playing them. Yeah, and so because I always is, do quick pick. Because honestly, like if my family's birthdays came out and I didn't play them, I think I might have to jump off a bridge. Yep, you know what I mean. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm gonna fill that out and go for it. And and for the first time. Maybe ever here, I entered into a... Did you guys know we had a, uh, an yeah. office pool? I saw that. So when I was down, we had uh, this uh, this gathering to find out how everything's going with construction and where you know, the different stations are going to be as we reconnoinker the whole setup here at One Bala. And uh, so a couple people turned to me, where's Preston? Where's Preston? Because they know you play these. Oh, okay. Occasions. Uh, they, I just put in two bucks. And I've, I've said you know? I don't because, you know, I have no luck at all. If it weren't for bad luck. Yeah, no, <laughs> no luck, luck at, at all. all. But... Uh, um, so yeah, why not? Yeah, but yeah. there's apparently it's it's a huge network of people that play. 
here in the office. That's the well. well uh, I did. Uh, I did the breakdown, and because I saw your name on the uh, on the email distribution list, so I, I counted. It was like thirty some, and it would have worked it out bigger. to somewhere around like eight to ten million a piece or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's eight to ten million. I wouldn't have had before. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny. honestly, I know. I know it seems, but you got to say at least well, that's eight to ten million. I wouldn't have had. Yeah. All right. So what happens if one person on the show goes in on the office pool, and the other people on the show don't? <laughs> Do you then? No. Give us Out of the money? kindness of our own heart. That's no. tough luck. Well, because remember that, you know, if we win, we yeah, if yeah. one person wins, we each give to to uh, the other people on the show. So if I, you win the office pool, do you then give to the other I, people I don't on the think show? so because you're, you're, you're no. able to S-O-L? give. Because it, it's only two bucks. You If you don't, if you don't chip in... Uh, I would not expect to get money if I did not chip. Kathy, in. I'd pay off your house and like and and pay for Jace's college, and that's yeah. it. You can always count on Casey. That's all I, would <laughs> I know. I know he I'll gives everything that. away. Yeah. yeah, he's good like that. All right. Anyhow, uh, good luck in the next run. That's on Wednesday, by the way. And thank you very much to Kenneth J. Lacavara, who is here, professor of paleontology and geology at Rowan University, and just received the Explorers Club Medal, a very prestigious award. So we're talking about the potential of getting us out there to show for this deal, and maybe also doing a way to raise some money for that facility that would involve some listeners coming out with us. How awesome would that be to have him there Telling us what we're seeing and describing yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. The guy's just, he, he has that gift to dumb things down for a bunch of dumb people. Yeah, he's a super nice guy, and they couldn't have given it to a better person, so it was cool to have Ken by here. And also thank you to uh, uh, Louis uh, Czechia, who is from the Morris Animal Refuge. He stopped by in the 22nd Annual Furball is on Saturday at the 23rd Street Armory at 7 p.m. Your Master of Ceremonies for the evening, Mr. Steve Morrison. Yep. And you can get tickets at morrisanimalrefuge.org, so feel free to do that very thing. And here is our own animal, Pierre Robert. Why, good day. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Fine, That's thank wonderful. You. Here we are. Here once, we are. Once again. On we had been there, morning. and now we're here. We had been. We've <laughs> arrived, and we've returned at the point of our beginning, which means we begin again. You know, I feel a lot more like I do now than when I got here, too. Oh, that's so, so true. Yeah. I'm feeling now. <laughs> and now feels you. It does. Yeah. Uh, do you have a letter that we can do the letter of the day for? Now. Word of the week, yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. He as in present time. Uh, very good. Live in the now, the now. present. We have a Casey's Corner VIP experience for MMRBQ 2019. And... <clears throat> It's only offered by Metro by T-Mobile, including a pair of reserved seats, passes to the catered VIP party, uh, commemorative laminates, and a meet and greet with one of the bands. Plus, you're going to qualify for an autographed guitar from this year's bands. Metro by T-Mobile, that's genius. So we'll give that away on Friday. Get set for that. genius. (laughs) (laughs) You have a good weekend? Uh, Yes, very good. Very good. Awesome. Excellent. Anything to report? Nothing. All right. A lot of deep sea stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's coming up on your show then? Right. <laughs> uh, we'll have some MMRBQ tickets, which will be fun. We will have, uh, this week we're going to look at the Hall of Fame, which is coming up, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So uh, past and incoming members. So we've got Bruce. Uh, we have uh, Def Leppard, who will be inducted. And uh, we also will have Elton John, who has obviously been inducted, but he's got a birthday today. So uh, we'll be looking at that. The ceremony's coming up on Friday. Uh, and those will be our blocks for today. It'll be fun. Phenomenal. Thanks, man. Uh, Pleasure. 
I want to thank our um, sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. is brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, winter airport parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, tomorrow, our buddy Jose Garces is stopping by. Really? Yeah, we haven't seen Jose in a little while, so he'll be coming by. He usually brings some food with him, dude. Oh, he better. And uh, Tattoos Day, so we have a chance to win a free Preston and Steve tattoo. Those things and more, I'm sure, we have in store for you. That's it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. For the assholes that did not vote for Freddy Krueger, town planner, you, bitch. Next message. Woo! Another day at work! Woo! Started off on Monday. Woo! Yeah! Next message. This motherfucker is your golfing. We're tied on the 18th, and he decides to ship one in from 60 feet out. You all. You. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com.